You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. All right, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Couch Bro Tatoes. I'm Alex. This is Cap. Go balls. Is this oh. it's going to be an ongoing thing now? Uh, anytime I have a beer, yes. All right. And we also got Mr. Morrison with us. Georgia Bulldog, so. Oh, oh, oh. No. go dogs. I see no, how it is. Them. They're a shitty team. They were the goddamn. SEC, SEC. Yeah, exactly. The SEC is like, what? It's, it's the NFL. <laughs> no, it's the NFL training camp. That's yeah, what it that's is. What it is. <laughs> that's where all the stars come from. Uh-huh. AKA just Alabama. And uh, that's Chris Morrison on the uh, other microphone. Yeah, you know yeah, 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 yeah. You know who I am. Uh, yeah. I, I threw an intro his way. <laughs> yes, and I'm back from the Word. alternate timeline Word. that uh, where couch potatoes doesn't exist without me and instead exists with Mikey Black in my seat. Yeah, I see what you did there. <laughs> because there's shit about the crack epidemic. <laughs> None of y'all knew shit on how to run microphones was more like it. I don't care. I had a good time. Mr. Producer over to my left here. Hey, man, I want to. I like to think we all learned something from that experience <laughs> like have all the stuff here at once yeah <laughs> but literally a couple hours ago we finished watching the final episode of loki the latest disney plus series and figured it was about time for us to go ahead and do our retrospective on it it's fresh on our minds and holy shit not to get too far ahead of ourselves but that final episode 100 lays the groundwork for uh this next phase coming up it just flew the fuck by too we're like how long is this episode and you're like 40 some odd minutes it felt like 20 by the time it wrapped up yeah no and and the, and the reason being again not trying to jump too far ahead is uh, it was a lot of exposition yeah there wasn't a lot of jumping around there was uh, with everything else happening uh, <laughs> but no there wasn't a lot of jumping around there wasn't a whole lot of like you know um fight scenes they only really moved away from areas twice yeah they only kind of clipped away between two different uh, places in um, the universes twice. But after that, that that was really about it. Yeah, the majority of it takes place in the uh, the TVA. Yeah. But no, uh, well, the whole series does, yeah. So we might as well go ahead and like kick it off from episode one. But before we even get that far into it, uh, overall general thoughts of Loki? Let's go roundtable, uh, Captain. I loved it. That's probably my favorite series that Disney Plus has put out so far. And I like... Uh, I'm glad that the character of Loki has stuck around this long. And, yeah. And I love that uh, Tom Hiddleston is still around playing the role. I think he's uh, one of the better performers in the entire MCU. And because of that, he and I think Loki, his portrayal of Loki and uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s portrayal of Tony Stark are my two favorite characters in the MCU. Hell yeah. I can respect that. And uh, Chris, what do you think of this series? Terrible show. I don't, I'm done with Marvel. Uh, I'm done with this podcast because you won't let me say that one word I really want to say. No, no. I agree with Cap. It's, it, was a, it was a really fun show. Um, yeah. It, 
but <laughs> it reminds me of Doctor Who. Dude, you're not the first, you're not the first person that has uh, told but, me but, that either. But it's Doctor Who with better production. Yeah, essentially, because <laughs> Doctor Who is pretty much is funded by Big Bird. Right. <laughs> exactly. The BBC TV. Yeah, it's, it's 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 public broadcast. Yes, but like it's so. It's great for a time travel show, yeah. Because there's no Back to the Future moment, like, mm. oh, how do we stop this? Oh, we just kill him when he's a baby. Like, there's none of that. We <laughs> no. don't need that. You know, it's it's a, it's a very managed system. Mm-hmm. Can you picture uh, Tom Hiddleston as like one of the doctors in that series too. A, well, any British person, <laughs> any British person, <laughs> any charming British person. It's yeah. like James Bond. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She like picture Idris Elba as Doctor Who. It just get Ooh. really serious from like, yeah, a wire. Well, it'd be less fun. <laughs> it'd be like a wire. <laughs> you right? No, then he start talking like the RZA. <laughs> yeah, RZA. I'm not Doctor Who. I'm Doctor Who'sa. <laughs> but no, it's, Doctor Who the fuck said that? <laughs> yeah, but like. It seems it's just if it had that nice feel of a mm-hmm. Doctor Who series, which you know I love that series too. Yeah, but I just love the fact that they talk about time as a tangible thing. Yeah, instead of like oh it's this bullshit line that sprouts off constantly over and over and over and over, and over that we can fuck it up, and it kind of destroys the whole meaning of Infinite Infinity War because mm-hmm. you know they did all that shit for nothing. But did they though? You know what well, you know what I'm saying? Like it still breaks off at the end, you know what I'm saying? They they went back and fixed their timeline in Infinity right. War. But in the long in the long game that we're gonna see in the next Doctor Strange movie, mm-hmm. maybe the next, you know, Scarlet Witch movie, mm-hmm. you know, it's all for naught. Yeah, yeah, but it's still which it's fine, which is fine because I you know that's coming anyway because money is going to change the storyline. Ex- yeah, so, like, in order to keep money coming in, they got to you know extend the storyline in a way that's going to keep people engaged yeah, anyway. We're like, come oh on, dude. We're, I, swear, I swear to God, we're probably like five years before Disney buys Warner Brothers. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, I, I say don't that. think they could. I don't think they can. They'll kill one of the Warner Brothers and then make the other one watch. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's going to be fucking uh, Spider-Man and Bugs Bunny. It's going to be Space yeah. Jam 3. Space Jam 3 with Kevin Durant and Draymond Green. Draymond the reason Green. I don't he th- found Bugs Bunny, motherfucker. He put an elbow in that motherfucker. Well, the reason I don't think that uh, they'll be able to buy Warner Brothers is because Warner Brothers has a stake in DC. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why they would buy them. Well, I'm saying that I think that's why they can't because uh, since it's not Pepsi Marvel and Coke. <laughs> I think it is honestly uh, I, I, I see Marvel and DC as Pepsi and Coke I could see the whole Monopoly rules changing in the world Stranger Things have happened I mean Disney did change the copyright rule yeah so so well, it's only a matter of time Disney changed the copyright <laughs> did you hear about rule. that one Cap I did not yeah, they changed the copyright rule for themselves mm-hmm. and when you made uh, change the copyright rule we'll get into the series in a little bit but I'm curious well it's, it's when Disney you, when it's Disney connected makes, when Disney makes something they have rights to it right yeah like Mickey Mouse all things when it comes to rights end eventually yep yeah now rights can be split up like if I invest money into the Feelings album right I have a stake in it I can do with and if they give me creative control I can do with that album as I please. Yeah. But eventually, I die. So do y'all. So our creative rights go to the next person we give them to, and so on and so forth. Well, these things were made by like Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, Bob Kane, Ubi Works, Walt Disney, all these things. Folks that aren't around anymore. These families are gone. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's like, usually estates that kind of keep these yeah, up and, and going, and right? The estate of these people. Why don't we hold it? Because it's an income. Yeah, it is exactly. Because you, know, you can't just plaster Mickey Mouse on fucking something and be like, bam, look at that. Yeah, people forget about that. So, Well, so the point I was making, so the way they changed the copyright law was, uh, so Chris was on the right track. Uh, he, so 
when you do that, everything is within your own creative rights. But originally, when the copyright claim was up, it went into the public domain. Yeah. You mm. couldn't renew it because they saw certain works after a while. You couldn't monetize it anymore. This, that, and the other. It was supposed to be part of the cultural zeitgeist to the point it was now public domain. Everyone was free to use it as they please. And that was even all the way up to like the late 50s. And that's why something like Night of the Living Dead can be downloaded for free. It wound up being part of the public domain due to the certain copyright uh, sign-offs that, Richard, um, that George Romero did when he was just trying to get it done. XYZ. That's a whole separate podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But the same thing was about to happen to Mickey Mouse. They had, they renewed it up to the point that they were allowed, and Mickey Mouse was about to go into the public domain. Because you heard recently, like, Betty Boop went into the public domain. And Felix the Cat. And Felix the Cat did. Mm. Mickey Mouse would have been right in line with doing that years ago. But I, And I don't know how they did it, but they're able to get copyright law changed Money. to prove... But yeah. Basically, <laughs> basically proving that, look... No, no one should own this IP other than this corp. Yeah, in perpetuity, other than this corporation that created it for everything. Mm. Not only us, but we're going to make a stand on this for everybody. Yeah, and that's how they wound up getting it changed. And, and now that's how if Disney buys something, they basically own that shit forever until an actual sale is made. It made transactions, honestly, a whole lot easier between IPs. I just and, love that mindset where it's just like, uh, you know, who can, else is better? Who else could possibly, you know, uh, make a business off of this? Who else could, you know, just have Mickey Mouse and, you know, uh, mm -hmm. other than Disney? Who else is And again, I, I could have had like a couple small details on that, Ron, but that's like the overarching thing is they kind of just looked and at it's it. it's all went, bullshit. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Because eventually, you know, Someone's going to come along and change it for the better. Who gives a shit? But like, they're just going to make make change it. Yeah, just like uh, the MCU is now. It's not mm -hmm. like the original first generation comics. No, hell no. No, there's too many women. <laughs> <laughs> Times change, right? <laughs> uh, but like, you know what I'm saying? Is it's a bullshit reason to hold on to money. Yeah, it forever. It's that it's the forever money rule. You know, it's the Vince McMahon uh, wrestling argument, which is like, who else could have this entire library of every territory and, and, and every uh, broadcast ever? It's the same with the fucking uh, '90s Bulls. Yeah, they realize they can't go no further, so they let them all go. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> so they can't. You can't hold on to a person in perpetuity. That's slavery. <laughs> That's well, now it's a, a franchise uh, yeah. con. Yeah contracts and stuff but like, like that but i think Walt that was Disney, later he didn't fucking create mikey mouse uba works did mm, that was interesting and then he went off and created his own fucking studio which made better movies in the 80s than disney did <laughs> hmm. like what i'm curious now uh, we'll move on here i but. think it was like i think he made dark crystal oh okay and he made any 80s animated movie like the rescuers okay he made those i thought that was disney no no who was it? Because Disney didn't do shit in the 80s that people liked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, they kind of went he, through his a company, his, his creation company, his studio, uh, knocked it out in the 80s. And Disney really had to pick up their shit. That's when they did the whole Toy Story. Mm, Pocahontas, Milan. They started doing, like... But yeah, I was going to say, that was all Pixar on Toy Story. Yeah, but they, it was non-cracker princesses. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But, but yeah, I was like that early that that uh, early 90s thing with Lion King and all that. I got yeah. you. Yeah, but like, it, it, they... It, it forced them to step their game up. Yeah. And I think that's when they realized that, okay, now we have to put rights on fairy tales. 
from Germany and France and Holland and Belgium. Yeah, it's like all these like all these, these stories traditional stories that, have, that are hundreds of years Disney. old. Yeah, they're owned by Disney. That's as crazy. we know them. Basically, they're trying to copyright storytelling and not the uh, Brothers Grimm versions or anything like oh, that. Oh no, when uh, like Snow White gives birth to a bunch of kids while she sleeps. No, <laughs> yeah, that's not weird at all. <laughs> you can't sell that to kids. No. That's, a, that's also another alternate universe. Right. <laughs> that's real, motherfucker. What Disney makes is alternate. Exactly. It's all happy and ginger and the dwarves aren't unemployed. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, now, we'll go ahead and bust on into Logie here. Episode one was Glorious Purpose, where it very well sets up basically what you basically, what everything you really need to know. Yeah. Uh, Loki's immediately arrested by the TVA after creating his new timeline after the Battle of New York, uh, stealing the Tesseract in the 2012, which I honestly thought that was the coolest bit during Endgame is when they started oh, yeah. kind of jumping through time and they went back to New York, Battle of New York 2012. Yeah. And the Captain America fight and Captain America scene and everything else. And, I knew I was sitting in the goddamn theater and I saw Loki disappear with that Tesseract and immediately in my mind I went that's going to be a spinoff series. <laughs> I, it's like, as soon as you saw it, you're like that's going to be a story. Let's say with the Mandalorian. You know, you finally see Boba Fett. Yep. Oh, he's getting his own thing. Yep, out, exactly. Out fucking game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so as soon as I saw it, I was like, yep, that's going to happen and that's, and that's where they pick it up. And what's really cool about it is I wound up doing a little bit of digging because, of course, listen to interviews and, you know, review episodes and stuff yeah. like that. Behind the scenes. So the director, or uh, yeah, the director, Kate Heron, actually had access to archive footage from not only the first Avengers movie, but Endgame, where they reshot some of the stuff. So she had access to all the B-takes and outtakes mm -hmm. and everything else. So all of that stuff that you see in there isn't like odd CGI recreations. It was B-takes and alternate camera angles from those exact <laughs> scenes. Nice. Yeah. And so I just thought that was actually really cool how not only did it look good, but it's it like... A new, it gave a new, a new POV of the same scene. Yeah. Exactly. And it's not a bullshit POV. It's not a, ooh, let's recreate this in post kind of thing. It's a, no, we actually have that footage. Just pop it in right here. Yeah. It's just super, 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 super deleted scenes. Yeah. Just edited very, very well. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's the same area, so of course. Yeah. Well, yeah. You could probably take enough B-roll and make a whole new movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You could make an alternate cut movie of everything that yeah. they, these motherfuckers have done. So, yeah. So, uh, they, he immediately gets arrested because he uh, shows up in like this desert area with like these like Jawa looking things. <laughs> <laughs> you mean uh, Mongolians? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Road eyes, as we learned in Discord. <laughs> <laughs> and, um,. Uh, and he gets brought up uh, in front of Judge Ravona Renslayer, which does wind up being a really big character later on in Bad the comic ass books. Name anyway. yeah, Renslayer? That sounds like yeah. a fucking Dragon Age villain. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that's a metalist fuck. <laughs> Renslayer. Then, uh, nah, that's probably a for crimes Hobbit. against the sacred timeline. It's a fucking Hobbit reference from Led Zeppelin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then of course we get introduced to Agent uh, Agent Mobius M. Mobius, which yeah. winds up being my favorite fucking character in oh, this yeah, whole series. Yeah. yeah, like he he uh, Owen Wilson did so fucking good in this role. I like oh I like older Owen Wilson too. You yeah. know, it's just kind of like you know just well like he's he's a, like in the the character himself. You know, compared to the main character Loki. You know where he stands because he's like, you're a bullshit artist. I know you are, and you can't kill me. 
Mm-hmm. Period. I am better than you in every way. Yeah. I am stronger than you. Shut the fuck up and do what I tell you. He treats him. He treats a former villain, mainstay villain, into a dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Without being aggressive or anything. No. He's just like, man, just tell me, just tell me a story. He's like, just, just shut up. Just I know. If you don't stop, if you don't stop, I'm going to show you your own snuff film. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. I love that fucking power play. It's just like, good God. And I forget what episode it's in, so I don't mind jumping around to this. At what point, in one point, rather, uh, in an episode, uh, Renslayer said to Mobius, um, why do you like hanging around all these Lokis so much? Something to that effect. And the way the conversation led... Did either of y'all think that the reveal was going to be that Mobius was also an alternate Loki? No, I think I, when I was watching, when I got, I got to that same point, I mm-hmm. thought he was be the end of all the Lokis. Like that's mm. where their line ended. Like they did what they were supposed to do, and he put them down. Okay, like a more darker side of Mobius. Like I thought there was going to be a dark, gonna be a dark mm. twist because to him. Like, okay. he's, like in the beginning, he's he's so nice and cordial. Yeah. But so are the villains in fucking Marvel. Yeah, right. absolutely. They're, 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 they're generally good idea motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. And then they just go down that. Poorly executed. Yeah, yeah. The, the, Thanos was right. He was. <laughs> Let's bring he back was. that he meme just, from fucking three was, years ago. He was ago. logistically wrong in doing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> logistically, it was bad. Um, I thought it was just going to be that, you know, that Star B character that was going to get killed off. Yeah. Well, I will say this. When as soon, as soon uh, as he told Loki that he was into jet skis, I was like, he's going to die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was with that because anytime you give a character like that, uh-huh. an unknown character that's not franchised, and give them an interest, it's going to tie it to him dying in some fucked up way. Two weeks from retirement. Two weeks from yeah, <laughs> two weeks from retirement. Uh, you know the Glover thing, or ah, uh, oh, my last day is a cup. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and of course it deviates so far, you know, from what you kind of think is going to happen earlier in the series. Within the first couple episodes, though, like when because I think by like episode two or three they had already established that Mobius had a thing for jet skis. I immediately was like, okay. If they don't give a payoff for Mobius for like being able to finally go to Earth, see a jet ski, if the motherfucker doesn't say, wow, <laughs> I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> because I was sitting here going, I was like, as I can see, like, of course, again, it goes way far off this track, but I could see, you know, they somehow figure out, you know, the corrupt Loki saved the day. And, you know, our Loki's like, hey, I've got something I kind of want to show you on Midgard. And he's like, what? He's like, just come with me. Like, that, like, takes him out to, like, the middle of, like, nowhere in, like, this lake. And he's like, what? Like, then a fucking Jesse comes up. He's like, Wow, like that. And I was just like, I was hoping they would at least give him that moment. It's just Loki and Mobius just fucking doing that Batman surf scene. Tell me you wouldn't have fucking clapped and smiled like a motherfucker if that didn't happen. But of course, he got him. Honestly, I like his his payoff for the jet ski better. His little line, I guess. Well, we'll get to that. But no, so. Yeah, if, if it had gone the way I was thinking, if that hadn't happened, I would have been pissed. Yeah. Now, now I'm okay, though, because of whatever, everything else that did happen. Yeah. But something that also happens in episode one, because, again, they only did, um, what, six? Yeah, six episodes of this. It was the yeah. shortest series so far, uh, or like the least amount of episodes so far. But in episode one, Loki comes across that drawer that's full of infinity stones. That was the part that got me. What do you, I loved it because 
when they first bring him in, he's still holding that son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, the Tesseract. And they give it to that secretary, and I'm like, that dude's probably got every fucking one of them in duplicate. Uh-huh. He's probably, he probably wears it takes an infinity glove and uses it to pick up like coffee hot coffee yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like that's what he uses it for yeah and I'm just thinking like all these people are getting got mm-hmm. because you know if there's one Loki you know it's a time it's a time series so yeah. it's interdimensional so you know there's other Lokis who got zapped and they probably had the time stone yep. the, the aether stone the life stone you know mm-hmm. each of them had carried one of the other and he's just got a fucking Junk drawer. Yeah, he's like, like oh, they use them as paperweights. Infinity, yeah. infinity stones. In the moment on his face when he finds that out, too, he's just kind of like, oh my God, I have zero power or authority here. Yeah. Well, see, and, and that's what I love about it is I took that away from it. And I also took away from it. He goes, I have no power and authority. And he also, and he verbalizes the second one that I immediately thought, which is, is this the greatest power in the universe? It's one of them, yeah. Exactly. Like him realizing, because he almost plays the role of us in this episode. It humanizes him a little bit for a moment. Exactly. Well, I, honestly, I think it humanizes him throughout the whole series. I think you make a good point there. Um, well, he's, they're mortal people. Mm-hmm. They just live longer. And so, but he has that moment where it's like, where it's the, the clarity, where it's like, is this the greatest power? Like, he's interested, too. It's like, what can I do with this? He has yeah. that tone to him. Well, see, and also the fun thing about this Loki is this is not the same Loki that dies at the end no. of Endgame. He's not gone through that personal journey. He's not no. gone through everything that our old Loki went through, you know, for him to stick up for his brother in his final moments, you know, stand up to Thanos. This one didn't go through all that. This one is still, you know, trying to reach the throne so he has to go through basically our 10 years of movies in the span of six episodes he has to go through that much trial and tribulation and he kind of does honestly but just from the moment of him realizing you know those stones are worthless that was the moment for me where i was like okay this series honestly isn't fucking around because all we as fans have been focused on are these infinity stones. These infinity stones are like some of the greatest powers in the universe. Outside of this, it's only celestial beings that are like stronger than these infinity stone type things. And there's only a few of them. And if any of these motherfuckers come down from the mountaintop, you know, we can basically kind of assume this is going to be the end of the movies. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of shit. So as soon as he picks it up and was like, oh, fuck. I'm even sitting here going, what does this mean for the everything moving forward? Because if those stones really mean nothing anymore, and we about fucking wiped out half of the goddamn race with them. Yeah. <laughs> now it's time. Time is the uh, the focus on this one. It's more valuable. I see, I see it more as the Infinity Stones as nuclear weapons. Yeah. They're going to be used up mm-hmm. eventually, and they do get used up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Because the snap does occur. They do break. Uh, eventually, in any game, they do break again with Iron Man. There's no use for them no more. Yeah. So that's part of the timeline. Eventually, here in reality, we will run out of nukes. Yeah. And then a new, you know, maybe a new species or us will evolve from that. Mm-hmm. Chimpanzees. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> DMT, that is bro. not no fucking joke. They are technically in their little stone age right now. I know. We need to get, we need, we oh, need to get rid of them. <laughs> okay. Next thing you know, they're riding horses and shooting newsies. Yeah. They had an M16 and a net. <laughs> Was they it caught the, Charleston Heston. Yes, they did. <laughs> and Mark Wahlberg. And Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> but no, it is just... I just see it to a means to an end type situation. Mm-hmm. Like... 
when this show came on, I realized very quickly that the movies don't matter. They are just chapters in a big book. Yep. And the TVA wrote the book. Yeah. And that's how I see them erasing uh, misspellings, mm-hmm. mischaracterizations. They're basically Stephen King writing the magnum opus and going back and being like, nah, she can't be white. <laughs> nah. Well, see, I, I compare both. So much time. <laughs> I compare both this Loki series and WandaVision as super meta talking to us, the fans, through Marvel Studios. Because. Uh, there was that scene in WandaVision where Darcy's character, uh, along with uh, the cop's character, went, so yeah. you mean to tell me the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers? The universe being Disney. Yeah. you know. And then there were so many like conversations of like, oh, only the writers truly know how this story ends. There, there was like a lot of kind of like winks and nods, kind of making it feel like Marvel Studios, Disney is kind of talking to the viewer. I don't think they know how it's going to end. And, and also, yeah, I think that was their other little bit. They're like, we're still writing writing the ending we don't know what's well, gonna yeah, this, happen this is, this is a forever series yeah exactly but it, that's kind of what keeps it fresh for the writers too yeah they're gonna pull some generation this is what marvel should have been back in the 80s mm-hmm. this is what you know one no retcons no this is the original infinity war you know when they brought everybody in and yeah. annihilated them the multiverse mm-hmm. same with uh, dc when they did the whole flashpoint series and before that the multiverse and there and dude uh, i feel like they're really working up to that i think that's going to be the next end game yeah i, I think, think the next end game is going to be secret wars oh yeah because the whole spider-man thing is the secret mm-hmm. wars yeah, so uh, I, I really feel like all of this is leading up to it i just i just see the loki series as just what we need to break off the path yeah and to just finally assimilate all of marvel properties together mm-hmm. um well I, what needs so, to be done so actually because i feel like we could actually spend a lot kind of talking about the implications of this show let's kind of not necessarily speed run but let's kind of jump through these next couple episodes quick and then we can kind of talk about everything as a whole because a series like this as y'all are even kind of comparing it to doctor who episodes that happen later on kind of talk to previous episodes yeah. and everything else so we'll we'll kind of hit a few important things in all the main episodes and then honestly yeah we'll kind of break our usual format and just talk about everything as a whole yeah. i think that may wind up working better on this yeah um some of my favorite shit that happened in the first couple episodes i don't remember where it happens but by the time loki is part of the tva and they make it back to that ren fair and they're trying to track down the uh, uh the loki variant as they only knew it by she then. Loki. Yes. Yeah. Well, before they even knew it was a, a yeah, female but, one, just the the alternate Loki variant that uh, in the first episode killed all those yeah. TVA uh, um, uh, yeah. recruiters, which I was like, oh fuck. And not Tennessee Valley Authority. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Tennessee redneck motherfucker. <laughs> Sorry, I had well, to take it from Chris. I was watching him. I saw I, his face wasn't ready. I had to uh-huh. take it from him. Of course, uh, I had to point that out. <laughs> they helped create the Blue Ridge Parkway. And nuclear weapons. Yes, they did. <laughs> it's a goddamn fact, folks. Yes. <laughs> Look <Oprah> it up. <laughs> Don't get mad. Look it up. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Thanks, Tennessee, for helping us ignite the sun twice. <laughs> Good old Rocky Top. <laughs> Rocky Top Roshima. <laughs> and, um, and I really liked uh, so they So they make it to the Ren Fair, and uh, the whole dialogue of. Um, 
where wolf's teeth are, wolf's ears are near, or something like yeah. that. It's the, it's the, it was a callback to like an old classic uh, Norse kind of. Yeah, you talk about Fenrir. Yes, thank you. And um, I, I love that whole thing because you do find out in the end he was trying to trick the TVA by giving them that whole spiel, but it felt very genuine. It felt like he was trying to help them being like, I know me, and if I was doing this, I would be saying it like this, that, and the other. But then how Mobius immediately was like, Shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, he's bullshitting, mm-hmm. prune it, you know, reset the timeline. He's like, fuck. Because <laughs> Loki's still a trickster in this whole thing, Yeah, too. because they're going to take him on his word at any, time, at any time. No, and then, of course, bites him in the ass of later on in the series. But mm. I think they did a very good job at building up the boy who cried wolf. Yeah. I think they did a really good job at building that up to the point where he needed to be believed. And for a couple key moments, he was not. And it kind of screwed things up a little bit. Yeah. Or did it? <laughs> Boy cried wolf, wolf. That's a good uh, comparison. I like that. Yeah. And, um, oh, yeah. And the other scene you were talking about, too, of um, Mobius basically just being like, here's your whole life, motherfucker. Well, he's, going th- he's going through and he doesn't, and he leaves it. He leaves him with it. Yeah. He just yeah. walks out the room. He walks out the room. That's where Loki does his little escape plan thing and ends up still back in the same room. And that's where you see him give up. Yeah. That's yeah. when he knows that time is linear. They prune the branches. There's no getting out of this situation. Period. Mm-hmm. But then you see him with moments where, uh, with memories of his mother and everything too. Oh yeah, that killed him. Yeah. And, and honestly, and I think that's what was what made this version of Loki and his character arc so good yeah. is that Loki never saw what happened to his mother. He and within the moment, that version of Loki in Dark World yeah. was at a bad place. And even when he did find out he accidentally killed his mother, even in the moment he felt sad, but he, of course, he had to bounce back and, you know, do everything else he did. This Loki has time to process it and just see that it happened and that it was by his own hand. And I think it actually resonated with this version of Loki harder than the main MCU one that we saw die in Endgame. And I do like how they underpower him. Mm-hmm. in the series oh yeah Would he's like even... i'll do it like this <laughs> yeah <laughs> what are they they don't i'm just not just that part uh if you notice like in the first avengers movie how does he enchant hawkeye oh he just kind of does it from a distance he's kind of waves his... no he's he tops him with the stick oh yeah yeah it's, yeah, the, it's the, stick. The, the loki the pokey mm-hmm. stick it's, the sta- it's not loki <laughs> yeah you, you assume it's him yeah but it's actually the staff. That's why he's not able to do the same thing. Right. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. So, because I, I went thinking. back and watched, I was mm-hmm. like, nah, he got Selvig with the stick. He got Hawkeye with the stick. And that's how Hawkeye's able to, like, bitch smack Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they they did plan for that. They mm-hmm. did dumb down his ability. Because all he does in the whole series that you've seen is just illusions. Yeah. And they do do a callback to that for. End game where he gets choked to death in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Oh no no no! That the people took screenshots of that fucking scene and they're like, oh look, there he is. He's in the background. See, mm-hmm, that, that's where mm-hmm. he's like, no, no, they killed him. Yeah. And that's the end. And I like how they even fully confirm it in the show by like as soon as the ship blows up, the end of the reel happens. Yeah. And so it's like with by beyond confirmation that was. I almost felt like that was also Marvel kind of going, look, chill with the fan theories. That Loki is dead. Period. Yeah, I, think, I think Endgame and Infinity War very was the nail in the coffin on all the film theories. Yeah. Oh yeah, but but I think even this series kind of even went stop. 
he's dead. <laughs> that that version but is even dead. Do, but like even you know, uh, the next episode uh, where they're still hunting, they go to uh, Alabama. Yes. The, they, yes. They, they figured out that uh, Loki figures out that in time events is where they're hiding because yes. you can't change those events. Those events will happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even Loki even proves it to Mobius when he picks up a goat and says, we're demons, we're going to eat yeah. this goat. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, they go back to Pompeii in 79 AD. Yeah. yeah, and he's just like, we are from the future and you're all going to die. Nothing matters. Yeah. Shit like that. I, I'm losing my shit watching that, especially Mobius. He's like, stop, stop. He's like, he's like, but look at the tempad. He's like, not even the tiniest dot. He's like, I was correct, and yeah. then like the, everything like blows yeah. up behind him. And I'm just like, God damn, I love this series. And they figure out that uh, the, the variant is hiding in all those end yeah. time events. Yeah, all the uh, all the apocalypses. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, the one time apocalypses for that situation. Oh, and I love. Uh, I don't have the notes on it, but I love the scene where Mobius, uh, directly after that, as soon as they come back from Pompeii, Mobius and uh, Loki are sifting through files to find all the big um, um, world-ending catastrophic things that happen. Mm-hmm. And he's like listing off all like these very close to like we could possibly see in our lifetime like apocalyptic events they were like the yada yada of 2049 and I'm like well that's what the Alabama was it was like 2049 yeah 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 it was a hurricane yeah yeah 2050 yeah Yeah. in in, in Alabama and that's fucking plausible because hurricanes are getting worse yeah (laughs) and I'm sitting here going I'm like quit throwing out times that I'm gonna see like bitch it's 2021 that's only a few years away y'all that's just just (laughs) Disney plotting it out yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, plotting out the empire while they create tornadoes <laughs> and, and shit. And actually, talking about plotting stuff out, I swear to God. And again, I don't have the exact date on here, but they do mention it in the show. And it was in a time in which all three of us are going to see in our lifetime. If by the year 20, whatever comes around and we don't have kablooey gum, I'm going to be mad. Because you know what? That is so fucking simple to make we can make something good for you gum we can rebrand gum it's that's online yeah. you anyone can do it if they don't do a limited run of kablooey gum during that year oh don't worry loot crate will be listing that shit out <laughs> <laughs> you'll, get that, just, you'll, get, you'll get that at the marvel studio thing in disney world it's, it's well, all see, be and, and that's fine if they make it like a disney world exclusive item that's fine they just need to make it they they don't don't set up don't show this gun and don't shoot it and fucking 30 check off, years. Check off, check off, check off, check off. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yes. don't, don't show us the gun and not shoot it in 30 years. Please make a limited run of this uh, bubble gum for us dumb fans like me. <laughs> but, like, they go to Alabama. Yes. To the Rock Smart or whatever. Yes, correct. Roxy Mart. Uh, Which is basically like their version of Walmart if it was ran by Lex Luthor. Well, like, it's not even that. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. not, even, it's not even that. It's what's going to happen when. Sam's Club or Walmart, the Waltons buy out Costco. They're going to create mega stores, mm-hmm. and that's going to be the end all be all. Yeah. You want to buy a guitar and some eggs? A guitar and some eggs? <laughs> you want to buy a gun and some eggs? Mm hmm. Rock You always need eggs. <laughs> but like, but, it, it, it just seems like that's what it's going to, mm-hmm. and it's a perfect analogy. Like, analogy for now All, the oh, whole yeah. show tells you that oh yeah absolutely and while the hurricane's going on uh we find out that uh the loki variant is hot is still hiding there and is enchanting people 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I thought that 13, was cool. Too. It threw me for a loop first time I watched it, and uh, I thought it was kind of an interesting line where uh, the guy was like, "I'm I'm hunting. I'm looking for plants. Yeah, I'm looking for a house plant." And, and, the and they're the like in the middle, and he's like, "Well, it's, it's a sale." Yeah. And, but then that one line, uh, Hunter B fifteen was like, "Could it be you?" He goes, "I would wear a suit." <laughs> well, that's but, when you realize that that's what that Loki can do. Yeah, it can't, it can't morph, mm-hmm. but it, it can enchant. enchant. And, yes. then, and that goes on to the other Lokis we see. Oh, and he even explains that a little bit. Uh, and he was like, uh, in one of the first couple episodes, they were like doing the big debriefing before. Mm-hmm. Go- oh, it was the debriefing before going to the Ren Fair, and uh, they explained the power. And he's like, No, 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 you, you've got it wrong. And astral projection is actually, and, and he will actually them like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> like explained his full powers and I would have loved Pat Oswalt to show up dressed as Red Fair uh-huh. and like guys I need you to get the fuck out of here <laughs> we're going to be doing a show here. and Pat Oswalt who does the voice of Modoc great show by the way I've not watched it yet perfect I've watched a couple clips on YouTube it, it does seem it funny fucking perfect for it Robot Chicken does Marvel. That's basically what it is. That's definitely the vibe I got from oh, that's it. Awesome. It is perfect. And Pat Oswalt, like Kevin Smith, being mm-hmm. a fucking nerd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, when this show came out and they were talking about the multiverse thing, mm-hmm. the first thing I thought of was Parks and Rec, where he shows up as a citizen of Pawnee. He's yes. Like, and yeah, that's when the yes. Time Lords come and Darth Vader and Batman team up to fight. And I'm just like, oh, my God. That's just him in real this life. Is a, this is a kid after a tornado trying to sew his comics back together. <laughs> like, like look, look, I made a new one. It's an omnibus of bullshit. <laughs> like, this is where Spawn, Spawn meets Wolverine. <laughs> so fucking metal, bro. <laughs> the Batman's parents died. Yeah. he killed him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like you said, we we find out this Loki variant uh, does have the power of being able to enchant people, which throws our Loki for a loop because he cannot do that. And he's like, wait, the without fuck? The help. Yes, without the help. Well, we don't find out until later. But I do. I found that reveal very cool, though. Kind of the jumping between bodies thing and like building up that suspense of who is this main alternate Loki, the superior Loki they keep referring to almost. Yeah, and then winds up being the little lady Loki that kind of looked like Black Widow in the trailer. A little bit. That was the fan, fan theory for a mm-hmm. long time. Like the like, oh, he sees Black Widow for a few minutes. It's like mm-hmm. I didn't buy that. I didn't fully either. But there was a part of me that wanted to, being like, well, he is supposed to be jumping through time. Yeah. She was sucked into like the whole soul stone, a soul for a soul kind of thing. Maybe, yeah. maybe he found her in an alternate dimension kind of thing. But no, I just wanted to be in Sylvie, Lady Loki. Yeah. yeah, and uh, episode three, Lamentus, uh, is where uh, the variants uh, arrive at the TVA to find the timekeepers, but is confronted by Loki. Uh, he uses the temp pad to port, uh, teleport them both away from Renslayer, and they arrive in uh, 2077, uh, 2077 uh, Lamentus 1, in which uh, that apocalypse event was going to be, the whole planet was going to get fucking destroyed. And this episode, land, the moon was going to land on it. Yeah. yeah. And I love how like she freaks out. Yeah, she's like, of all bullshit places you could have sent us, this is the most bullshit shit of bullshit <laughs> this is kind of like the backstory on that character with this whole episode we yeah, kind of this like, is where she lived yeah we this get the, is one of the many places she lived and uh, we kind of uh, see uh, their dynamic and uh, they get to know each other and we find out we find out that Loki is bisexual well or it's it, hinted yeah it's hinted at but it's also a situation of like if you He's understand D.B. Cooper so I don't really do, like right <laughs> well, I was gonna say I mean if, if you pay attention to the Norse mythology of it of course, all I yeah. mean it's like it, that was get, already kind of there yeah well, like, any mythology back then is like 
they fuck whoever they want to fuck. Exactly. Yeah. So, and, and I loved all the memes of being like uh, uh, MCU people freaking out that Loki's by, and then like the uh, guy like smoking crack in the background being like me about to tell him he fucked a horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's like you don't see that in Marvel Universe a lot. That's, I just thought it was kind of cool, you know? It, it is. It, but it's like, so I'm, I'm of two minds of it. So it's like, A, it's very cool that they've wrapped it in it, trying to pull in the classic North mythology, you know, and not kind of tiptoeing around it. Yeah. But at the same time, it also feels a little transparent for people that don't know Norse mythology and are looking at this as like, Marvel's just being woke and making one of our main characters bisexual and shit like that. So I'm just like, ah. Because it's core. Like, you're selling these movies to really kids. Fa- they're going to really be upset when they find out that Black Panther's black. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But no, he, you see, uh, I remember watching this episode going like, if he fucks Lady Loki, this is going to be super weird. And then that's what keeps alluding to later on in the series. <laughs> but is it, though? It's just masturbation. I guess. But everyone's gone more through- steps. <laughs> more steps. I don't know. I think this is easier. <laughs> I don't know. Every, you've, everyone- you're, starting to get, you're starting to sound like uh, Jason Mewes in, in Strike Back. What Would you about? fuck me? No, no, no. What are you saying? Like, if she was a goat and you, you were, were a goat? goat. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. This close too. Like oh, yeah, yeah. That one strikes back. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Strikes yeah, that's, back. That's what that sounds like, that argument. He's like, you're telling me if there wasn't a lady cap. <laughs> you wouldn't <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> this guy said he would fuck himself. It's like, gross, bro. Like, that's, how, like, that's how it's coming. <laughs> Ew. Ew. <laughs> well, that, that's how it sounds. Dude. It's like, ugh. You just kind of see it like, happen in real time. You're like, uh, and they're bo- and she's kind of like, you know, uh, not you know buying it or anything like that. They're, they're both trying to, you know, out trickster each other. Well, they're, they're trying to, everything's amped up because they're trying to get to one spot. Yeah, because the uh, the thing's broke. It's a uh, it's a supposed well, to be like a Titanic or not a Titanic, but like a, a big li- a big arc that's leaving yeah, the planet yeah. before it explodes. So actually, real quick before they jump out of the uh, the train and that's where uh, the tin pack is broken and everything. Cool fact about that train scene: I was watching an interview with uh, Sylvie Lady Loki. I forget the uh, the actor's name, mm-hmm. um, but I was watching an interview with her, and they were like, "So, so what was like the hiring process that Tom Hiddleston give you? You know, any words of advice for you know hopping in the MCU because the fans can be crazy?" She's like, "Well, actually, the whole hiring process was very strange." She goes, "When I tried out, I didn't know I was trying out for Disney or Marvel." She goes. But the scene that I tried out for was the train scene. She's like, but we were in a traditional train, and I acted across someone else that wasn't Tom Hiddleston. She's like, but the lines were almost the same. And it was interesting. So if you go back and rewatch that scene, there's not a whole lot of like cosmic type conversation. No, it's very it's much very- just two people talking on a train. And that's where that scene you were talking about happens. Cap yeah. where she was like, you know, is there, um, is there any sort of lucky princess or prince in your life? Mm-hmm. And he was like, maybe a bit of both, you know, that whole scene was just two people conversing. Yeah. yeah. And that's what she tried out with. And she was like, and she was shocked later on that it was going to be like part of a Marvel series. And like, when she saw the whole thing together, she's like, wow. And she said that kind of leads credence to why Marvel works. Yeah. It's not only do they give... Yeah, what? I was going to say the actress's name is uh, Sophia DiMartino. Yeah. Great actress, too. Really great. And uh, But I think that's what kind of gives these Marvel series and Marvel as a whole 
kind of a different feel than everything else does to a bit because not only do they give you the fantastical adventures, but they have no problem slowing it down for a second and kind of giving you a real story and just like real heart to heart between characters, giving them an actual like story building that's moment. The whole, that's been the whole thing with Marvel uh, since day one. We've kind of talked about that where you want to make characters that are relatable, uh, relatable even though they're, you know, fantastical beings. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how, how in the world are you going to be able to relate to, you know, Superman. a Norse god of mischief? But it's like in, in odd ways, by the end of the series, some of the lines he's giving sounds like, anything anyone would say to someone they care about kind of shit and you're like holy mm-hmm. fuck i'm finding myself caring and relating to you know a norse god and it's just like congratulations marvel who was, <laughs> who, who was the big bad in a few movies yeah absolutely and uh yeah so at the end of episode two she teleports away episode three uh, they get the tin pad and uh they uh she breaks it and then yeah um the scene kind of like what uh, Chris was talking about, I thought it was cool. It felt very much Titanic. They yeah. were running, 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 trying to get to that really big you know, spaceship. And yeah. like right as they fucking get to it. Well, it's also what I like about it. It's the unchanged shot. So I like that too. So the unchanged shot is a continuous shot that isn't chained together like, let's say, a Bourne movie, which is faux fighting that's clipped together to make it look like they're fighting. But it's... Multiple cameras linking up at once, uh, which we can thank Netflix for that because they put the money into the camera that does that kind of shit. Oh, no shit. So if you watch the movie Bright, there's a perfect scene where you're looking at Will Smith's face. He pulls his gun. You don't see it. But then he pulls the gun, turns around a full 180, and starts unloading his gun on these five motherfuckers trying to kill him. It's a total unchained 360 shot because not only is it on his face, it follows him. It then backs out. In that whole uh, Michael Keaton movie, uh, I forget what it's called. Wasn't there a whole Michael Keaton movie with him and Edward Norton that was kind of shot that way? Yeah, well, it's a practical thing because, yeah, well, like Django is is an unchained. Yeah, that's why it's called Django Unchained. But another euphemism. But <laughs> that's that's a weird but great way to shoot stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, unchanged shots where it's continuous. Like even the fighting mm-hmm. has to be shot 360, and we have to hide the camera. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you, you can imagine how hard that is to facilitate that. Not only that, but link up the shots uh, because the one Netflix invested in is an arm, it's yeah. a giant robotic arm, okay, uh, with a 4K type cam on it. And you got to choreograph all this. Yeah, and- not only that, but you got to choreograph it with a giant robot snake filming you, <laughs> which is fucking terrifying. <laughs> no, but I fully agree. I think that's also what just leads that very well because they are they're running through that city and everything, and it's not jump cuts. It's like you're running along with them, and it's like you're just following them, and it's yeah. just it's very epic and large and just it very good. Kind of like a like a spy movie almost, yeah, where you have to like bounce yeah. around or a zombie movie that's filmed a certain way. Yeah, like oh, we have to keep moving. You know, like kind of like uh, Saving Private Ryan was the same way. Yep, it was it was continuous shots. Birdman was the one I was thinking Birdman. of. Oh yeah, that was a weird movie. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, so basically that's kind of how episode three ends, and then episode four immediately picks up with a flashback. Yeah, of her to uh, when she of Lady Loki getting mm-hmm. uh, captured by the TVA, which unfortunately. We never find out what her nexus event was. Nope, being ex- existing. <laughs> that's all yeah, we that's what, she, that's what she says. But, but again, nexus, it's, the, it's yeah, a Loki too. They, they catch her too quick. They, catch, they go too oh, far cr- back. A thought crime kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. So like, 
what is it called? Minority Report rules. Mm-hmm. Oh, you thought about killing that motherfucker, so we're going to arrest you down. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, this is bullshit. Yeah, because... That's when I realized the TVA was bullshit. Like yeah, that, because because in that same episode when uh, the two of them kind of we're jumping ahead a little bit in the episode, but that's fine because again we're gonna talk about the whole thing as a whole. But yeah, when they're finally kind of getting up to the point of meeting the timekeepers, and she asks Renslayer, she's like, "What was my Nexus event?" She's like, "I don't remember." Oh yeah, that's fucking infuriating. Oh yeah. my god, these that was live, ice and cold. Like, the way the TVA works is these agents live forever. Yeah. Eons. Eons. That's, yeah, we hear that in the last episode. Yeah, they, even they live for eons untethered by time go wherever whenever to see whoever you know what i'm saying they, yeah. they, they are controllers of their lives mm-hmm. in a sense you know they're the freest people in the whole marvel universe technically yeah. um but they can die they are mortal but they don't because they live loki in, survive yeah but they but they live in that tva you know, mm-hmm. you know where time does not pass mm-hmm. it's a stage or anything no they're the center of the loop yeah. So they're not affected by the outside events until Loki shows up or the yeah. variants show up. Right. Which is all planned. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. It's yeah. like, yeah, it, 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 so much of it just really does kind of like get like, what the fuck near the end of the series, but in a good way, I think. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, yeah, the only way that uh, the TVA was able to even find our two Lokis on um, Lamentis. on the Lamentis was because they wound up sharing a connection. Yeah. You know, they hold hands for a second and they cuddle and they're like, well, she's we- different and he's different. Like, mm-hmm. She's the only female Loki. Right. And she's the only one with that power. All the mm-hmm. other Lokis have a different power. Yeah. In some various form. But, but, but I like find that. it interesting. They were just like, we've never seen a spike like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So they hop in, grab them, and then, of course, they get separated. Um, and um, Renslayer primarily has uh, Lady Loki, and then Mobius has uh, our Loki. And, and that time loop. <laughs> the time loop was great. You. Oh, yeah, you conniving. They, they bring back Lady Sif. Yeah. Who's yep. the only one that wasn't killed in the Thor movies uh-huh. that Thor knows personally. Yeah. Because all the brother uh, uh, was it the Warriors 3, they're all dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sif is the only one left. And I've only seen her on one other Marvel property, which is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, like, it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, like... It, it's glad I'm glad she's back because I know mm-hmm. she's going to show up in Love and Thunder. Totally. And then we get that um, moment where he just kind of admits because he wants the loop to stop or like kind of uh, you know have her stop slapping the shit out of him when he goes like hey nuts. when he's just like hey I'm sorry I'm a narcissist I crave attention. <laughs> that she kisses this again. No what, no what happens like she pulls him up and she says you will live forever alone. It's like yes. god damn just slap me <laughs> shit. <laughs> I know and that's why I loved about it. It's just like. Every which way this motherfucker turned, he was getting some sort of lesson in one way or another. I'm just like, God damn. And the Mobius fucking walking in like a gangster. He's like, hey, Loki. (laughs) How you doing, buddy? (laughs) You nuts crushed yet, bud? (laughs) But yeah, uh, this is the episode where basically he finally gets through to him and he's like, look, you know, the TVA has been lying to you. You are all, you know, variants. You've all been taken from different timelines and he doesn't believe him for a bit. But eventually it does get in his head, and that's what I liked about Mobius's character is, you know, he eventually did kind of listen and fall into it. And that's where they give the fucking line that I love, best goddamn line in the whole series, is when he's finally like, look, if we're going to do this, you know, we've got to do it right. They jump back to the fucking TVA and Renault's fucking stand there. And he's like, oh, hi. Yeah. Um... I got all the way down here before I noticed our we we swapped temp pads by mistake. Uh, yeah, 
what's up? Yeah. <laughs> like that that whole super well, tense scene. It's all scene. because of uh, the agent that got enchanted. Yeah. They have to put her down. Mm-hmm. Because apparently she, she lost her mind. Yeah, because she realized she's a person. Yeah. And not a creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and, it, and when he checks the temp pad, when he swaps it out and like sees it, and she's like speaking very coherently and everything else, and sees that Renona was the one that like stopped the recording and everything else, he's like, oh, fuck. There's there's a lot going on here that I was unaware of. Because Lady Loki, uh, the way she enchants and like one of her powers is to pull memories. Yeah. Yes, that she can't. That's there. I'm glad you brought that up. Yes, she can't create anything she can only use what's already there yeah same as loki when he makes illusions yes yeah yeah so she can't create false memories she can only use memories that are there and hijack them and slightly like you know kind of modify them i guess but like she can't create any false memory which i thought that was an interesting trait which is what really set all of these people down the path of trying to believe shit is because they were seeing real memories and yeah i i, I Fucking love that scene though with Mobius. He's because earlier she was like, you know, if you want to be anywhere, where would you be? He's like, I can be. She's like, you know what I mean, motherfucker. <laughs> I want to see her like pull a memory with uh, Owen Wilson's character, and it just cuts to him and Luke Wilson just kind of like sitting together, just kind of uh, just talking quietly to each other, going like, yeah, <laughs> wow. wow, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but then when he fucking busts out the whole, you know, you know where I want to be? I want to be wherever I came from. Maybe I had a family. Maybe I had a jet ski. And as soon as he said that, I was like, yeah, motherfucker, yes! For some reason, just that one little bit just like made me so fucking hype. And he was like, he had that personal realization of, maybe I did have a jet ski. I'm like, yeah, you did, buddy. You deserve one. And then, yeah, exactly what you said. Zap. I have no, it's like I knew in my heart of hearts he wasn't fully gone. But just for that split second, I was just like, god damn it. No! <laughs> he's supposed to have his jet ski. I don't think he's on his way to get it. Y'all ever, have y'all ever been on a jet ski? No. I have. It's fun as shit. I was say, I've never done cocaine, but I imagine what's, that's what cocaine feels like. <laughs> <laughs> I have been on the back of one before. It is a lot of fun. I've been on the yes, back of one. I've never drove one. I've never driven one. Oh, no. I've driven one. It's oh. fun as shit. <laughs> <laughs> so you're sitting here going like, yeah, buddy, I get you. Yep. <laughs> like, I learned about this episode because of a fucking meme. <laughs> That's why I don't go to the uh, Reddit or anything like that. Well, like, I, I, I do every day, but like episodes between two and five, yeah, I all saw like oversimplifications of the episodes, <laughs> and one of them was Owen Wilson on a fucking jet ski and a tombstone and like two other pictures. And I'm like, well, goddamn! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I, like I said, I really did wish he had gotten his little jet ski moment. But hey, this was good enough for me. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, episode five rolls into. Well, actually, no. Sorry. Well, before we, we even talk- go into that, yeah, we forgot. I, I skimmed over it. Yeah. Renslayer does take the two of them on down to meet the Timekeeper. (laughs) And I was already pretty stoked to see that because they had already been hyping that up. I was already aware of the the comic look and everything. Oh, yeah. They did kind of like a a soft, like, kind of like a transition for like you don't know where they're going, and then the elevator opens, and then you're there in front of them. Oh, yeah. You're an Atlanta motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like I was already pretty hyped for it, but as soon as they spoke, I knew something was off. I didn't. I didn't see it until the green one spoke. Yeah, that's when I. That's that's when I caught the. the and the, and you know why? It felt so non Marvel. Really. To me, it felt so not their usual, and that's what threw me off. I I really did sit here going, 
if this is what they decided to do with the timekeepers, wow, you know, maybe COVID hit this. Maybe this was the area that COVID kind of hit. <laughs> but then, yeah, as soon as he fucking chops off a head and there were robots, I was like, oh, fuck. Which yeah, actually, no you know, wonder that was felt so weird as they were they were trying to make it feel it, weird. This wasn't usual Marvel. Yeah, Ooh. The, uh, Wizard of Oz rules. Yeah, Wizard of Oz, man behind the curtain. Yes. But, like, even that... I was surprised they went that way because I know I knew they were going to subvert it a little bit because the timekeepers do exist. Yeah, yeah, they're part of like the hierarchy of power mm-hmm. in all of like the comic series of like the retcons and everything, and they're like probably like fourth in line from the top. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like the Eternals, you know, they have a job to do, or kind of like uh, the Watchers, you know. Yeah, it's all them. It's like a variance of that. Mm-hmm. You know? um, I was surprised that we did the whole robot route. It's yeah. Like, like a, not like the Wizard of Oz, like there's a man behind the curtain and he right, just right. dips. Yeah. <laughs> Which I would have loved that. That would have yeah, been yeah. fucking hilarious. There's something with the, oh, fuck. <laughs> with the greatest power in the universe can't make it that easy. No. No. Definitely no. not. And uh, yeah, and around that time, that's when uh, uh, Loki winds up getting zapped. And then uh, Sylvie zaps herself after um, talking with um, Renslayer for a little bit. And many minutes. Yes. And Miss then minutes. Miss Minutes. Miss Minutes. Best, yeah. best creation of a side project ever. Oh, yeah. Oh, a yeah. Southern Bale. Hey, y'all. Basically, to- basically, the paperclip from Microsoft. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, Clippy. Like, Clippy. Like, you know, that's what she is. She's a helper, but she's also omnipotent. And not mortal, because like, because <laughs> like you could touch her. She's tangent. Yeah, like she is tangent, but you can't kill her because Loki tries, and she's like, "You little bastard, <laughs> <laughs> stop it, <laughs> stop hitting me with this fucking jet ski magazine." Yeah. And before somebody says anything in the comments or anything like that in Discord, voiced by Tara Strong, who does Harley Quinn when, and all that, and the yep. cartoons, and they even and gave her that. her own character in the uh, what is it, uh, Teen Titans, yeah, mm-hmm. named Tara Strong. Yeah, and uh, I almost she, saw her. At she was also on the uh, Powerpuff oh, yeah. Girls, wasn't she? Yeah, she's yep. the, she's the power of girls. Yeah, she's bubbles. Yeah, yeah, she's like. Don't probably, ask me why I know that. I think she's like one of like most wealthy voice actors probably in the. Oh yeah, right up there with uh, John DiMaggio. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so after uh, Loki and them get zapped, the post-credit scene was Loki waking up in what we now know as the Void mm-hmm. and being alerted by boastful Loki, kid Loki, old Loki. An alligator Loki. I love alligator Loki. I, I love alligator, alligator Loki. Loki. Was great. <laughs> How do you know he's a Loki? How do you know he's not? It could be the long con. Yeah. But then that just make him more of a Loki. <laughs> and they're just like, ooh. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So jumping into that episode. Uh, so outside of alligator Loki, which wound up being everyone's favorite, who's uh, what Loki was your favorite that we saw on the void? The old man. I like. I like yeah. Tim. I like President Loki too. Yeah, President Loki was cool. I like old Loki just because it's the original costume. Yes, but it's yes. also what Loki could have become when he realized because he's the most like self-aware Loki. Yeah, because he left, he dipped, he yep. he survived Thanos and lived out his days somewhere else, and only because he stepped back is why he got caught. Yep. He was lonely. He just wanted to see his brother, brother again. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the same thing with you know, uh Ragnarok. Yeah. They're still brothers. Mm-hmm. You know, they're still there's still a thing there. Uh, that's why they have to fight to stay together in the series. Mm-hmm. And he dies. Yeah. And I love Loki. He's like, "Well, how did you stop Thanos?" "Oh, I turned myself into a piece of trash." And that dude, <laughs> that dude was in Rise of Skywalker too. Yeah. Yep. 
That dude's a famous actor. Yeah, Richard Grant. Yeah, he's done a lot of shit. No, and the well, as soon as he started explaining his backstory, a part of me until I really started processing the earlier Loki episodes and like you know really thinking about okay, well when he got choked, that was like the very end of the uh, time strip and everything else. Although now thinking about it right here right now with how much the TVA was alive, I guess this might still have a little bit of credence. That Loki, old man Loki, might have been our universe Loki. Could have been. Yeah. And the reason I say that is exactly for what you said. It seemed like he lived his life exactly the same as the main MCU Loki did all the way up to Endgame, Ragnarok. And I think the only reason he didn't get caught and was able to live out to be old Loki yeah. was because he had no effect. Right. But what I'm saying is, so I think that might be the Loki from Endgame is what I'm saying. Yeah, oh, yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I think-, I, th- I think that might be that Loki. Like, he may have truly not died. He may have truly made himself a speck of dust. And we may just never see that MCU Loki again. But Old Man Loki may be just that final little footnote of, hey, the Loki that we saw die actually didn't die. He actually lived his life out, and this is what happened to him. Now we're following first Avengers Loki on his path. But, hey, here's our dude and what happened only, to him. The only way I, I can disagree on that uh-huh. is because that Loki, Old Man Loki can create a tangible environment, which... This Loki, Tom Hiddleston cannot. He had do. to learn to do right. Yeah, so Tom Hiddleston can't do that. He can only make himself appear, disappear, and look like someone else. He never, at any point, makes an environment onto itself. You know what I'm saying? That's very true. That, do and you that think goes, maybe the, that's that something that, that he could have learned after the fact? Oh yeah, but but it also goes to because he learns enchantment, don't he? Mm-hmm. But it also goes to the story that the Logies are telling each other. Mm-hmm. We're all different. Right. Our powers are scattered among each other. You know, they're eat like. The story of Loki is all these things. Yeah. But they're divided in powers because right. they have to be. Because if not, he'd be omniscient. Mm-hmm. You know, he'd be a god. Right. Just like Thor. But even he's chained a little bit in the, yeah. the Marvel Universe because you can't have people that are too big and strong. You can't have an <laughs> Omni-Man walking around. You can't have two of knocking them. Knocking people's teeth out. Because, <laughs> right, because they think they're dogs. <laughs> uh, but like. It seems like that was his thing. You know what mm-hmm, I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he helped, he fought the Avengers to an extent. Mm-hmm. He got caught. I believe it was the same timeline mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a variance in a way. Right. A variance. Yeah. But that's where he, that's why he's wearing the old costume. So the Iron Man he fought was more bulkier. Right. The Hulk right. he fought was possibly a little bit grayer. Mm-hmm. Captain America is a little bit more campier. Well, hey. If, you know that, if that's the case, that's gonna be hilarious. I wonder, and I posed this in our Discord um, about the time this episode comes out last week. But what if I just said one of the Lokis? But what if that Loki was like the Tobey Maguire Loki? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, like that would be really interesting to find out. Like yeah. that was actually part of the Tobey Maguire X Men universe that was like being started up before the Sony reboot. Yeah. Uh, Kid Loki could be part of the Fantastic Four universe because mm-hmm. he killed Thor, so Thor has no reason to be on Earth. Mm-hmm. Avengers can't assemble, mm-hmm. so on, so forth. Well, see, I, I wonder <laughs> if they might bring him in for Young Avengers that they've been kind of planning Michael, out. I love that, though, why he's there. His yeah. next event, oh, I killed Thor. And you can even see child. it on our Loki's but, face where he's just like, oh. 
yeah, shit. Fuck. Like he did the one thing they couldn't. Yeah. But like he did it, and it's like how. Mm-hmm. And you realize it could have been like a child fucking accident. Yeah. In the heavens. That's all it yeah. is. It's like he probably just stabbed the dude by accident. He probably tried to think he was a snake. Mm-hmm. And probably he got, he cut me. You know, but in this one, he stabbed the fuck out of me. <laughs> and uh, talking about other just little what the fuck moments in there, something you brought up before recording that like almost no one missed, but it still just made me go like, holy fuck, is uh, when they're going down into their little underground bunker thing. Oh, you see all we the, get, like, we see all like, Easter eggs. <laughs> yeah, it's like Easter egg city, man, as they're like going through the there's dirt. Milnor. <laughs> there's fucking Milnor, and right next to Milnor is fucking Frog Thor in a jar. Yeah. And it's like, fuck yes, they paid off that whole thing that yeah. where they're like, you turn me into a frog, you turn me into a snake. You know? <laughs> yeah. So it's like they, they did the whole it's like they finally paid that off. And supposedly, uh MCU, like Marvel Studios, like confirmed it. There is a deleted scene of MCU Loki versus Frog Thor. Like, apparently, he gets out, oh. and and like Tom Hiddleston filmed it everything where he has to fight. Oh, I want to see that. a little Frog Thor. Oh my god! I don't know <laughs> yeah, when they're I gonna watch that. that. I don't know when they're gonna release that. I, I don't know, but I hope they do. I really do because. Uh, I think they've been talking about releasing a few of like the WandaVision and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier deleted scenes. To have uh, Alligator Loki, Frog Thor, and Rocket Raccoon just yeah. oh my God. going on that, animal adventures together. The best fucking scene was uh, when Alligator Loki bit uh, President Loki's hand off. I'm mm-hmm. just like, fuck yes. That was ruined in a meme. It, remember the cat meme? You got to get off Reddit. <laughs> but like, remember the cat meme? The woman yelling at the cat? You know that meme? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's President Loki pointing his non hand, ah! and it's Alligator Loki. It's Alligator Loki, like <laughs> holy shit! I've not seen that. That's great. I mean, the memes are great, and you know what's the funniest part about that was? It was that four meme set. It's like, hey, describe episode five or whatever. Yeah, yeah, or four or five, or whatever. Right, right. And like, it was that the cat, uh, no hand Loki. With the alligator, alligator Loki. And then it was the three Spider-Man pointing at each other. Uh, yes. <laughs> and then it was that. Yes. And then it was like a cloud with a dog face in it. And I'm just uh, like, God damn it. Like, that's good. This, this is actually going to make sense when I watch it. Speak, speaking of clouds with a dog face, uh, at the very end of the episode, they're uh, taking on, uh, what's it called? Elias. Elias. Yeah. It's like Goliath. Yes. And uh, Elioth, I thought, was but pretty... G is silent. <laughs> and, uh, G's silent, motherfucker. <laughs> I, didn't know any, I didn't know anything about Elioth beforehand, but after watching a couple YouTube videos, essentially what Elioth was is he's been part of the MCU before, uh, not really used like a guard dog like he was in yeah. this, but he was kind of like his own entity and power next to the timekeepers and... Um, and um, um, motherfucker, um, he who remains, who winds up being actually um, the big Kang, bad, at Kang the, very the Conqueror. End of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like he he was kind of like among the ranks of Kang and the Timekeepers and stuff like that. So I thought that was a pretty cool inclusion and uh, something that shout out to a Weekly Planet uh, for mentioning this. Cloud technology has gotten a lot better. <laughs> cloud technology for villains has gotten better. It's no longer the fucking like Fantastic Four cloud. Oh my god! <laughs> or it's just like a little, just like uh, looks like fucking the Pokemon uh, Ghastly or whatever. Oh, that's great! Chris is showing us the the meme. Ah. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, no, the um, I I thought they did really well with Eliath, and I thought they did pretty good kind of showing the powers of it. Uh, like when the Philadelphia Project uh ship got yeah. dropped off, which. Side note, 
I we did talk about it earlier with the DB Cooper. We kind of talked about. It. I love all the real world things they're wrapping in with this show, like the mystery of DB Cooper actually being Loki, yeah, and the Philadelphia <laughs> Project. The ship actually did disappear, and it yeah. showed up in the void. And like you see, like a traditional flying saucer, like stuck in the ground and shit like this. Like all this, like true, like you know, I want to our- see that movie. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like all this our about world about shit. Philadelphia experiment. There yes. is a movie. <laughs> And dude, if the MCU fucking made it, it'd be fucking great. <laughs> I, I, I'd stick to like Steven Spielberg making that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I just thought it was really cool, like all the little real world things that kind of wrapped oh, in yeah. uh, to kind of give it almost a little bit of grounding I and kind of give a little bit of answer to our real world mysteries. He's like, like, oh, oh yeah, it was, was Loki. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Mobius loses his shit. Dude, you were DB Cooper. That was awesome. I know. He, even he's just like, "Fuck yeah, dude." He's like, "Why?" I lost a bet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just but he trivial. Was so cool. Like he could play a movie about DB Cooper. It could be him. Oh yeah, because he's got Tom that, Hiddleston. Yeah, he's, yeah. Got, he's got that look, mm-hmm. and it's just like we don't know. The only thing we have plausible know is that movie without a paddle. <laughs> yeah, and dude, and what's and what's really interesting, I didn't know this about Tom Hiddleston. MCU uh, was basically his first major role. Yeah, he just yeah, kind of blew up after like, that. Top billing, yeah. Yeah, when it came to top billing, because he he, only, he had only been in a handful of movies, kind of like as a B character and not mm-hmm. even like a lead. I'm he plays a Nazi up. in yeah, a movie that I really I, like, Conspiracy. That's yeah, really I watched like this like, 20 minute Vanity Fair thing where he kind of went, you know, those uh, movie stars all kind of like break down their whole careers. But I will say, he did it, one recently, and like, yeah. yeah, he talked about like two movies before joining up with Thor, and I'm like, wait a minute. What was his career before that? And I like looked it up. I was like, "Wow, he was kind of an unknown before well, that the, the great MCU." Thing about the MCU back then, you could hire unknowns. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing about Thor. Everybody's like, "Oh, this movie's gonna suck." These guys, who well, the fuck is Tom Hiddleston well, and Chris Hemsworth? Well, think, yeah. about, think about the series. It's Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston and a bunch of actors. You know, we really haven't heard of. Yeah, Rinsler. I've and, only seen her in one other thing. And even Owen Wilson, what's he been in recently of note? I'm sure he was a big paycheck, though. You know? Yeah, so it's like even he kind of like dipped out for well, a good like handful DC, of years. It's like DC hiring uh, Brendan Fraser to be that robot guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like even uh, Sylvie, mm-hmm. I've only seen her in another movie, or another show called yeah. Into the Badlands. Yeah. And that's all I've seen her in. I'm looking at uh, Tom Hiddleston's fil- filmography as we speak. If you and- Conspiracy, that's where he's a Nazi. <laughs> Conspiracy. What is it called? Conspiracy. It's a really good movie. A lot of British people dress really crisp like a Nazi. I was thinking of the Mel Gibson conspiracy theory for a minute. No, no, not that one where he chops off his thumb. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot of Shakespearean stuff. Oh, yeah. That's, that's all those British people. Yeah. Like even the guy that played old Loki. He was in the Shakespeare Con- stuff. He was in the mm-hmm. King Kong movie that came out a few years ago, too. Yeah. yeah Skull, Skull Island. Island. That was a badass movie. And he plays Hank Williams in a fucking movie. Yeah. I yep. saw the lights. And yeah. then uh, Old Man Loki creates uh, his version of Asgard, which is a little bit different than yeah, the Asgard but, but we were used to. Like, it's the tangible yeah. outside. And he creates mm-hmm. that. And uh, with something else that uh, one of the videos I watched noted to this that kind of slipped past my radar, but like I, after thinking on it, I was like, ooh, that is a nice touch. Old Man Loki, what, what, what did he say his Nexus event was? Leaving. Yeah, yeah. because he got lonely. He yeah. was thinking of his brother. Well, in that moment where he was creating a distraction for our Lokis for Eliath, there's a couple lightning bolt strikes yeah. when he's creating Asgard. Mm-hmm. Lokis don't create lightning. Yeah. The only reason the lightning was there is he was thinking about 
the god of thunder, his brother. So that was even a nice little touch that even showed like old man Loki, even in that yeah. moment while creating Asgard, created a few little bolts of lightning hitting the ground as a tribute to his brother. That was just like, oh damn, that's that's really cool. I like I, that. I, I do like the other Lokis, mm-hmm. like even how elaborate they are. Uh, I would have liked more info on the brawler loki oh boastful loki boastful. Yeah, 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 yeah he had a hammer yes that looked a lot like milnor but it like it looks Mjolnir. like, it was like yeah, hack, i can't like say it's milnor thank you but it looked like it was hackney made you know what i'm saying it looks like it's made of an eye beam and a wrench mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> or actually hell that might have been uh the toby Maguire universe um loki yeah. because they kind of like changed so many character looks in the same yeah. Raimi universe yeah so like it it's all going to mesh eventually but yeah I, I, I would have liked more backstory in some of the other ones, which were hilarious. Oh, totally. I, I mean, it, it, as long as Disney is around, I'm sure we'll get a version of that at some oh, Disney point. Disney will be around forever. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right when I get my prime home and my prime meal every day. <laughs> <laughs> and then the final episode is essentially um, they finally make it through Eliath because they are able to enchant it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our Loki finally le- learns a new power of enchantment. Um and I always thought that was kind of a cool little sequence anytime I saw Sylvie do it because it kind of like slowed it down and like really kind of well, showed her diving into the, the mind. She slows down and realizes, oh, I can grab this motherfucker if I yeah, want to. Yeah, it's like she almost was able to get it, but like couldn't what'd quite you think of, get uh, the grasp. What'd you think of uh, Mobius's Pizza Planet? <laughs> oh, I car. loved it. Oh, my God. I loved it. <laughs> I was like, is that a fucking Toy Story reference yes, in a I'll, goddamn Marvel universe? And as soon as I saw it, it I was like, I love it. I love <laughs> it. I think it's hilarious because the pizza's just wagging back yep, and forth. <laughs> yep. As soon as I saw that, I was like, they have the power. I'm yep. not I'm not mad. I, I wouldn't didn't. be surprised if the kid Loki was carrying a fucking Woody doll around. <laughs> yeah. Or Buzz Lightyear. He's like, you know how hard it is to find these damn things? <laughs> and now, um, heading into this... I think in the back of our heads, we all kind of felt like it was going to be like Hang the Conqueror or something like that because, you know, Big Bad. I didn't. I didn't have a clue. <laughs> well, I, then I, that's what I was going to ask. Who did you think was in the building? A timekeeper of some kind. Of some kind. Like, because uh, that's what we've been, you know, teased the entire series is mm-hmm. the timekeepers or the man behind the curtain of the timekeepers. Right. Just that's been the big, you know, uh, entity. Okay, so just a, like no connection to anything, just a brand new character type deal. Kind of like what we got, but just a timekeeper instead yeah. of Kang kind of thing. Yeah, because I'm not as familiarized with uh, this uh, this lore as you two are. Right. And well, who did you think was in the castle, Chris? At first, Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That was the first thing I noticed about as soon as we like, saw it today. He's no, just like, is no. that Dracula's castle? No, what happens when we watch it, we all watched it um, uh, before we started recording. Yeah. And uh, he says, it's going to be Miss Minutes. And then what happens, they open the door, and the first hey, thing y'all. we see is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what would have made it better is if Miss Minutes was voiced by like Dolly Parton. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what uh, old homegirl was going for anyway, yeah, right? Yeah, that nice southern accent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that middle, that middle south fucking sound, too. It's like this thing about Disney. They can't afford Dolly. Actually, they probably afford Dolly twice, but they still. They probably bought Dollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Called it Disney World 3. But yeah, so just Miss <laughs> Minutes is who you thought was going to wind up being in it. Oh, I, knew, I figured she would be because like, we don't have a good goodbye for her. Right. Uh, I figured she was going to be in there, but the way the like, place was looking, and it, it looks like a Dracula's, like a monster, like an old universal monster cast yeah yeah uh i was unsure for a while mm-hmm. and then i kept thinking and thinking and i couldn't think of anything a hilarious one for me would have been if it was literally dr strange just sitting there like 
I've been waiting for you. You again, like you again. <laughs> yeah, like motherfucker. Or, or the one, uh, what is it? Uh, the one above all, mm, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is a uh, is the tippy top of the Marvel universe, which yeah. is actually Stan Lee. But <laughs> that's what it is, it's Stan Lee. But it's like the one above all, not the one that remains. Yeah. But um, which actually interesting note, the one who remains was a completely separate character in the comic universe, but it seems like they're kind of combining the two together, which isn't a bad thing. They're optimizing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They're both kind of like the like the one above all, and he who remains are both kind of like the same. You know, that's, well, there's there's like a tenet to it. Like everyone has a job in the upper echelon of Marvel, kind right. of like the Eternals. Mm-hmm. Eternals, the Watchers. Oh, we don't look. We just we we just watch. We don't touch mm-hmm. we observe yeah we don't we if we touch we don't move you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like, mm-hmm. and basically god yeah uh but like that's it but it's separated yeah and jobs like okay your control of time your control of existence your control of destruction your control like in the marvel comics if you look at like the boss levels basically mm-hmm. of like a video mm-hmm. game the one above all is like king cooper <laughs> right, you know he's the tippy top, and the one that remains would be like one of his kids. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, that's one, a good way the, to describe it. The one it. you beat before Cooper. Yeah, gotcha. So it's it's going to continue for a long time. But I love that it's Kang, though. I do yeah. love that. It, hey, cool. Now we got a new character that I don't know much about, mm-hmm. other than that he's more of a Avengers slash Fantastic Four villain yes. than anything. Yes, absolutely. Uh, did you check? Did you catch what was in the trash heap? There, the I know you talk about like the UFO. Yeah, yeah. Did you see uh, the, the Fantastic Four tower in the trash? Uh, yeah, no, that wasn't actually the Fantastic Four tower. That was the Avengers Tower, but it had the Rock's Core yeah. uh, logo on it, uh, which does have a tangential Fantastic Four connection. But we also got a very odd one in Kang's speech. But we'll get to that. What I thought was in the castle was Loki. Yeah, that would have been hilarious. I thought there was going to be another Loki. That would have been cool. That's the kind of The oldest fun. Loki. Yeah. The superior. Because remember also they kept referring to the superior Loki. I thought he was going to be the superior Loki. Well, and it was going to be a situation of they're like, oh. Well, it would have been and hel- then like keep peeling it back even further. That was the superior Loki. Then you find out, what did I say earlier? Mobius was actually... A Loki variant. All of the TVA were Loki variants. And like this was just like overrun by different Lokis. And he had finally harnessed the power of being able to use all his alternate hymns. And how dare one of the alternate hymns fucking come after him. And this whole thing was just to keep alternate Lokis at bay. Uh, That's almost where my brain kind of went with it. I saw the whole, oh, this was all planned thing Mm -hmm. coming. I saw that. Because no omnipotent being would let them get that far. Yeah. Okay. Because it's a dog on a leash. It, it's got a you know finite amount of space. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's a means to be set free. Mm-hmm. So the whole the whole argument is two options. You two can run the timeline, cut down who you need to cut down to keep it perfect, or you could kill me mm-hmm. and really fuck it up. Yeah. And they chose option B. Mm-hmm. Or she, Sylvia, she. chose option and, like, B. You know, we get that whole fight scene, which we'll go over. But yeah. uh, I think he, he has this weird little smirk about him when he talks about, oh, I had to fight myself. Mm-hmm. I had to 
destroy versions of me that are so fucking powerful. Mm -hmm. And I think he wants that to happen again. I think it is because he says I, I fibbed a little. Yeah. I think his little fib wasn't that. I think his little fib was I want you to turn me loose because mm -hmm. I've killed all my variants. Now I'm the one above all. Mm hmm. And I'm tired of it. Yeah. Now let's bring back the multiverse war. Yeah, because because it's was it was he say as soon as she sticks that knife through his chest, I'll see, see you later. You, yeah. yeah, see you soon. So, see you later. Yeah, mm -hmm. and which is actually a very terrifying comment from that person oh from, from a being like that. Yeah, it's like oh, I'm across time. Mm -hmm. You know, it, I get that vibe a lot from that shitty Terminator movie Genesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where John Connor's talking, he's like. No, we're trapped together, motherfucker. We are always going to exist, no matter who tries to kill us. So, yeah. Forever. So, so to work off the conversation you're talking about, uh, one of the things I mentioned that we'll discuss further, which is we got a very odd Fantastic Four connection. So let's really think about this whole conversation. So he never... The only reason we know he's Kang the Conqueror is because Marvel did this whole press release at the start of the year, yeah. and they announced that that actor was playing Kang the Conqueror in the Ant-Man Quantum Leap movie. Yeah. So that's the only reason we know he's Kang the Conqueror. He only went by uh, the one who remains in the episode. This is Family Matters, not Quantum fucking Leap. And, <laughs> and, the, and the reason for that is... He even kind of references it in the episode. He goes, names, I've gone by many different names. And it's because the entity that winds up being Kang the Conqueror has gone by multiple different names in the comic books. He was, you know, he was a celestial being that, you know, was in charge of a lot of shit. And then Kang the Conqueror was in charge of like a couple different universes and like all this shit. And exactly what you say is like a Fantastic Four type thing. But when he's giving his explanation of himself finding the multiverse, finding multiple universes stacked on each other, that scientist from the year 3000, whatever the hell he yeah, was talking about, was a descendant of Reed Richards yeah. in the comic books. Okay. So there's this odd little thing where we don't fully know who he is and how he's connected because in the comic books there is a Kang the, Con Kang, Kang the Conqueror connection whoo, say that three times fast <laughs> to the Fantastic Four through Reed Richards but it was Reed Richards grandson, 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 grandson yeah. that found the multiverse link in the year 3000 whatever the hell yeah. in this show they're saying that it's the He Who Remains character so is he actually a descendant from Reed Richards? Also, I guess we'll find out when Disney buys like the a, uh, Fantastic like a, Four. Uh, well, they already they already have they've they already announced have, it when they make the good movie. Then yeah, they've already announced that's going to happen. Um, but yeah, so I wonder if that is going to be some weird little connection where he actually is a Reed Richards descendant. I think I think we'll come across it. But yeah, what kind of puts the nail in the coffin for me though is when Sylvie pushes him through the door. Yep. Loki through the door. Mm -hmm. And she knows she sent him back to TVA. Yeah, let's what, talk about that moment. What she did, you know, she killed, oh boy, mm -hmm. uh, the one that remains. And when he gets back, we're thinking, oh, fuck, all right, so now the TVA knows the timeline's cracking, mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. But he runs up to Mobius, an old girl, and he's like, look, we need to do this. We can't stop it. We need to call everyone back. And it kind of kicked me in the stomach a little bit when Moby's is like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. yeah. 
And I'm yeah, just that like, floors you. It's like, it's already happening. It, yeah. That ball is rolling. Yeah. So now, which TVA is this? And then they pan to Kang the Conqueror statue, mm-hmm. which he is a, like, even exposition wise, foreshadowing, when they walk into the room, the foyer before that room, there's three statues. One is broken. Yep. That's him. Mm-hmm. I believe he killed those three, created the multiverse war. Talking about Kill- the timekeepers? Yeah, the timekeepers. I believe he dropped all them motherfuckers one by one, created his own fucking system, created the multiverse war, won it, and now wants to do it again. Like a petulant fucking child and play a Monopoly. Damn, you might be pretty fucking on that one. I like that. That's Chris a is Marvel. Su- <laughs> best Marvel. <laughs> Watch it happen. Star Wars. I, am, Star Wars. I am the sacred timeline. <laughs> I'm, I'm the, the one above all. <laughs> I'm the decider. <laughs> I am the decider, motherfucker. Like, oh my god! Like, I see that. That would be great though, because he's not. He's you know uh, we had talked about it about the three by three D and D chart. You know, yeah, the chaotic evil. Exactly. Yeah, that's what he is. Well, see, this is this is what I was kind of uh, leading on to. So it's like he was talking about the multiple versions of him. Those multiple versions are the different names he went by in the comic book. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we killed Kang the Conqueror. I think when Sylvie put that knife through his chest, created Kang. That's what I'm because, saying. Yeah. Because at that moment, that's when you see the main timeline branch out hardcore. Yeah. And when, uh, when, when they cra- when they start the threshold, now there's a time limit. Mm-hmm. Now we're playing with because he feels it. Yeah. He's like, well, fuck. So th- <laughs> and th- this is what totally drew me, like made me go crazy when I watched it. I think we saw the multiverse happen in real time, mm-hmm. even at the TVA, because. If you dissect exactly the way that scene went down, because I paid close attention to it when we watched it tonight to make sure my thought was correct. Sylvie pushes Loki through. He sits there, contemplates what's happened. Sylvie then kills him. uh, Kills uh, Kang, or the character of Kang. Then we clip back to the TVA, and that's when we see Mobius and uh, the other agent talking about... There's no turning back now. Who said anything about turning back? That tells me those two are still within the timeline we've been watching because they are responding to something they started. We can't turn back now. If they had been under the different timeline, why would they be wanting to turn back? Those are characters talking about everything we just witnessed. Then when it clips back to Loki running... There is a moment where we don't see or hear anyone. And then agents make their appearance talking about making their way to the infirmary. Armory. Armory, thank you. Yeah. All of a sudden that happens. When we've seen him running for a good bit, not running into anyone, all of a sudden then there's that announcement and they come running through. Then he meets up with Mobius and the other agent and then that's when they say, who are you? What department are you from? Are you an analyst? So I think we saw in real time yeah. universes merge. And I honestly think that's how they're going to wind up setting up and why they've delayed releasing the trailer for the new Spider-Man movie. I think the Spider-Man movie is going to be way less convoluted than we were thinking. 
I think motherfuckers just gonna wake up one day and all of a sudden Doc Ock from fucking Tobey Maguire universe is gonna be there and fucking Electro from Amazing Spider-Man 2 is gonna be there and he's gonna be like what the fuck (laughs) and then he's gonna run into Doctor Strange and be like Loki fuck shit up (laughs) so this is all this whole series is exposition to like a whole series that's gonna happen with every character that's gonna be in all the next few movies for the next five ten years well that's all these series are their exposition Mm -hmm. for phase four and I think it's so fucking smart because it's the best way to tell these stories because all Wars. of these episodes of Loki together yeah. would be longer than Endgame. Yeah. But we needed all of this to properly set up what's going to happen. So we got a little taste of it with WandaVision. We saw a little kind of glimpse of it maybe in you know Falcon and Winter Soldier. But then like this took all of that and cranked it up to 11 and went, things aren't the same anymore. Yeah. They, they kind of messed with the idea of things not being the same. No. Things are not the same anymore. I think uh, it's you know the whole deep impact with uh, the Doctor Strange. Yeah, uh, I think we're gonna see a evil version. I think they do a reverse House of M, mm-hmm. where she creates mutants and dude um, instead think, of getting rid of them. And, yeah. and you know what? I think that's gonna be a perfect thing because who else but Sam Raimi can create a House of M storyline for Doctor Strange? Because that's who's directing it, Sam yeah. Raimi. So that's I can't good. wait to see that. Sam Raimi doing Doctor Strange. Holy fuck, that's going to be so cool. I know they cross the whole Spider-Man and Venom stories together mm-hmm. with Tom Hardy and whoever's, I guess, Tom Holland. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Tommy trilogy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. And, and see, and that's I why just, I still. I see, you know, the multiverse can be fun. Yeah. In the comics, it's hilarious because they're stacking shit on top of each other. Yeah. They're retconning characters, and that's where we get the new 52 in DC mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or the new 52 in Marvel. You know, we're going to retcon the story. This is how he ends. This is how it begins. You know, uh, Ant May is 105. Ant May is 75. Ant May is a 20. solid 28. No, I was, I was <laughs> Ant, Ant May just gets younger and younger with every yeah. Spider Man. Yeah. I can't wait for like uh, Scarlett Johansson to play like that. <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, she's too old. Uh, that that redheaded girl from it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, but like, I just see this not working as good. Really, I think I think Phase Four is going to be our Iron Man Three. <laughs> really, see, I I feel I like they're going to the be, be gems. Mm-hmm. I don't get me wrong. Love and Thunder will probably be fantastic mm-hmm. because Natalie Portman's coming back to be Lady Thor. Yeah. We're going to get the Valkyries back. We're going to get a whole new series of characters. The new Miss Marvel is probably going to be good because it's going to add the other Marvel character, mm-hmm. uh, Camilla Khan. Yeah. I think that's going to be well done. They have a Bible's worth of information about fucking Spider-Man. Yeah. As a standalone. So mm-hmm. they could pull whoever the fuck out of the universe for that. Yeah. Uh, same with like X Men, the Fantastic. That's all I'm really waiting for. Mm-hmm. If Marvel can make Fantastic Four a good movie, I'll be satisfied. Yeah, because no one has. Yeah, <laughs> no one has for made twenty fan- years. No, Cronenberg made a fucking Fantastic Four movie yeah. that was hidden for oh, I years. Forgot Cron- I forgot about Cronenberg. Yeah, you can watch that whole thing on YouTube. It's oh, crazy. I just story, might. <laughs> and the horrible story of those poor actors who got conned oh into doing God. that shit. Oh my yeah, God. there's like a whole hour and a half documentary on that shit on YouTube. The it's nuts. Oh, I've never seen that. The Fantastic Tragedy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Watch the documentary first and then the movie. 
I have a VHS with a preview on it. Oh, with the, tra- fuck with yeah. the original trailer. Fuck yeah. Of that movie. Uh, if I could find it, I think it's at my grandpa's house, but yeah. if I could find it, it's on an old, like, 50s movie. I love but, it. But uh, no, man, it's just, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. There's so much we're going to end up watching. And now it's getting to the point, like, I told y'all, I'm burning out yeah. on some of this stuff. Like, I can understand. I got I had those moments too. Like, there's nothing like I can watch. Like, I was in the hospital Monday. Mm-hmm. That's when I watched all of Loki. <laughs> Damn. That's when I, I watched the first episode when it came out. Yeah. But all the other ones mm-hmm. in the hospital. Damn. I caught up on other stuff. Like I watched the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Yeah, I hadn't it's even neat. tried. It's neat. If you like the Rebel sh- thing, it's neat. Is, is there watched, anything important to the story that's happened that yes, I would give a shit about? Yes. Uh, when it comes to the new Stormtroopers. Okay. Because uh, they, they elaborate on the... Uh, the new stormtroopers got the it. New, new trilogy we'll, we'll talk about that on the off episodes yeah but uh right uh but like i watched black widow that was a fun movie yeah um but other than that but why are you worried on about phase four then it sounds like you're giving it a whole bunch of positives like you basically listed off every property and said you're excited for it i'm not excited for the multiverse of madness in the spider-man movie because i know they're going to try to mind fuck you early on and i don't like that shit i do that's no, why i'm excited then, then, then it's like a thousand memes show up of like theories and well, bullshit again get off reddit kiss my ass guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right i don't have a guitar to occupy my fucking time okay Fair i have enough. fallout 4 and reddit <laughs> and this fucking podcast <laughs> I'm gonna watch this Fantastic Four fucking Cronenberg shit. Oh my god, it's hilarious! But no, I'm, I'm honestly really looking, thing, looking forward. The coolest looking thing ever made because it's practical effects and they did it right. Okay. No, yeah, it's it's the rest what, of them look like right. Shit. Yeah. The, the other ones look like <laughs> they like, did it. They look like action figures. They do. They, they definitely look like action figures. Say, so, so we're gonna take the guy that made scanners and make a fucking yeah <laughs> Fantastic Four movie. But honestly, I'm excited for this next phase because of that gut punch we got at the very end of they're not gonna drip feed the multiverse. So I would have been worried. You know what? I feel like I would echo your sentiments a little bit more if at the end of this, we didn't get the gut punch we did of, oh, the multiverse has already happened. Yeah, yeah. well, it's a kickoff, yeah. Yeah. I I think if they had left it with a, oh, what's going to happen now? I don't know, but I guess we're going to have to see. Click kind of shit i would be worried because then it's going to leave each movie up to its own way of creating what that multiverse is so say in the spider-man movie we would now have to set up how did doc ock and electro it's like this is the worst kept secrets in hollywood they're going to be in the film how are the two of these characters part of our current mcu timeline how did that in the multiverse work did they jump through a portal like Doctor Strange did you know how, God, how did I fucking hope not yeah so I'm just like <laughs> how, well exactly how would it have happened they retconned but <laughs> but I feel like at the very end of Loki they tell us how it's gonna happen yeah it's just going to be there yeah and that's why I'm kind of excited for it is they they've now created their scapegoat of exposition we don't have to explain it watch Loki watch that final scene shit's different now guess what spider-man is gonna wake up and he's gonna have all these people around him and he's gonna have to slowly figure this shit out and same's gonna happen for all these characters i think that's why we're getting lady thor yeah. i think yeah. i think by the time we kick into love and thunder we're not gonna see here's a theory for you all these phase four movies are not going to be continuations 
None of them. Brand, you you got to be brand new with a lot you of think them. You're going to be brand new retcons. I think so. You have to. We're, I don't think any of these are going to be continuations. I think we're going to kick into Love and Thunder, and the Thor that's in that movie is not going to be quote unquote the same Thor we've seen in all the others. We're 15 years into these movies now, and you got to sell a whole. It's a whole, a whole new generation probably at this point that's getting exposed to these movies. So. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think that's why we're getting a Lady Thor. I think we're going to jump into a universe where we're seeing Lady Thor become worthy. Yeah, Natalie Portman. Yeah, Natalie yeah. Portman. yeah. And, and, and it's going to be just Did you ever that. read those stories of how, why she became Thor? No. I, it's really I, I, sad. I didn't really follow the... Uh, Thor and Iron Man were probably the two storylines I wasn't as familiar with. Iron Man goes with. off the rails where he becomes omnipotent, like a god. Oh, yeah, yeah. But no. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I think those were the only two storylines I didn't follow no, as much catch, as a kid. She catches cancer. Okay. And almost dies. And Thor's like, I can't do it. So Odin strips it of him and gives it to her. Mm-hmm. Because she is worthy because she knows what inches of death is like right sure. but the problem is if she t- doesn't turn back to a normal human being she'll die so it's basically deadpool rules oh, oh and speaking of i think this is how deadpool gets into the mcu you know the multiverse what? where he's new new slayer 69 yeah <laughs> I, honestly i think it may wind up being some little situation where say dr strange multiverse of madness uh, they, they find some way to clean up the timeline and everything else and like at the very end Deadpool kind of shows up he's like ha ha yeah. hey I'm the one that got away he's kind of shit you know just some little catchy thing of being like you know thought you could get rid of me well too bad he's, <laughs> he's the Bugs Bunny kind of you know uh, I'd like to see him be the new Stan Lee oh yeah like a little cameo yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's where he could live in the MCU is make be, making his little cameo showing up or you know or being called in to be part of the crew like Even really, if it's Ryan Reynolds. Oh my god! Oh my god! Imagine an Avengers movie where they're having to call everyone in, and he shows up, and he's like, "Yeah, I, I guess I'm here." You know, and it's nah, like, he, would, and he his, would just sit there. He would. He wouldn't answer the phone. He let it go to a fucking voicemail, and he let it, the machine get it. Because <laughs> he would have a machine like a prick. <laughs> well, see, I, you know, that that would absolutely work. But I would also love to see him show up act like he's going to be totally in it the entire time like almost kind of like a background character like he's not even talking much like he's just there nodding along just like mm-hmm. you know all the main characters are giving their expositions of whatever they need to do and right as they're about to bust out he's like yeah no I'm just like going to hang out here you've got yeah. a great TV <laughs> <laughs> or like they all like go busting out and he's still just standing there he goes Excellent. <laughs> just like I was hoping, and he just starts fucking off. Mm-hmm. I'd see that. I see him lighting a cigar with a stack of money, being like, "Yeah, I guess so." <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm Tony Stark now, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> He's got like the glove on the Tony Stark glove. Yes. Like, he, Ooh. <laughs> or like at the end of the movie, he just got a bag full of shit that he keeps stealing. He picks. He picks up the hammer. He's like. Huh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, out of the three, let's go ahead and rank them real quick. Uh, WandaVision, uh, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and now Loki. Where, where do they rank for you guys? The easiest rank ever. Loki, right. WandaVision, and Falcon, Winter Soldier. Uh, okay. One, two, three. All right. Chris? Uh, WandaVision. Mm-hmm. I really like Winter Soldier though, just yeah. because it's espionage type. Uh huh. Uh-huh. It, it, it tickled just, that little bit that you're. Well, like it reminds me of. It reminds me of Winter Soldier, the movie. Yeah. That's, oh, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. Totally. But the only problem, you know, is, is they get their asses kicked for no yeah. fucking reason. Yeah. I know it. They get their asses kicked the entire. I would time. just would have loved a fucking Spider-Man cameo at the end when he's like on a field trip to see the Captain America Museum, and it's just like, <laughs> I know you. Yeah. And he's just like. <laughs> 
like, you know that look? Like, yes. I kicked both their asses. <laughs> like, and Tom actually is really good at kind of giving that, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> kind of quickly, that, too. Like, they don't even have to meet. It could have just been Spider-Man and his fat buddy. Uh-huh. Them just, like, staring at, you know, the Falcon mm-hmm. and the Winter Soldier, you mm-hmm. know, because they're going to be in the museum anyway because they're Avengers. But he's like, didn't you kick their asses? Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> No, but I think I like uh, Loki, uh, the, the series, the best uh, because I like that character a lot. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, Loki and uh, Tony Stark are my favorite characters in the MCU because they're not, you know, 100% good like Captain America or mm-hmm. 100% mm-hmm. evil like, you know, any. No, well, there's not really any 100%. Everybody, every villain's complicated. Even Thanos. Thanos, yeah. you give him a backstory. There's the only a little 100% bit of sympathy. evil is Ultron. Yeah. Because, yeah, because he was he, just so cold and meticulous. Yeah, because he wanted everything to be made of metal. Like he well, he, said, was, he told him, he's like, "You guys have fucked this planet to well, shit." Well, he's a program too, so there's, there's like an AI. Well, he's he learned. A, he learned kind of like Skynet. Yeah, yeah. but Skynet. he's a Terminator. But there's a robot Skynet. thing. There's like there's a there's there's no human element to him at all. Whereas yeah. like with Loki, there is. Yeah, and that's kind of why I like the uh, why a lot. I still like that character so much. I would have loved a, like a like if they do a what if mm-hmm. a throwdown with Ultron and fucking Thanos. Oh, dude, that what, would be a what, great throwdown. What if, what if this what if, what if cartoon series? Because they were kind of they never they never fully said it wasn't going to be canon. What if this what, what if series? Well, it's based off the what if comics I have. Yeah. Well, right, but what they never said it's not going to be like canon. Yeah. What if uh, the, this what if series is going to be them exploring what all the multiverses were before it got molded and meshed together? Yeah. Oh, that'd yeah. be kind of cool. Being like, mm-hmm. well, here's here's all the weird shit that was going on the in the only- different. Timelines. The only two people not returning to do voice work is Chadwick Boseman, of course, yeah. and uh, Miss Marvel, Brig Larson, and okay. uh, and Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. yeah, well, he's doing a thing on Netflix right now, I think. Yes, but he he's not returning to do his voice acting. No. He's retired. He's retired from Marvel until ten years later when they're going to do uh, have him come back as a character for a big oh, paycheck. Not, not even. Uh, I guarantee you, in one of these movies, we're going to see the suit plop down at some point and the fucking mask is going to pop up and it's going to be fucking AI Tony Stark. Yeah, I've heard be- that because, too. Because that, he filmed in his closet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, he's going to fucking send in fucking For Zoom. For $75 million. Yeah, he's going to send in Zoom videos of him talking for them to use as an AI head because they, they did that in the comic books where Tony you Stark know, dies this, and like he, but he already downloaded his brain into a program yeah. so they always have like the infinite Tony Stark kind of shit. He's uh, like his own Jarvis almost. Oh yeah, yeah. I can see that. Oh my god! Imagine like the Avengers new suits all have like a Jarvis type program, but it's a Tony Stark voice still yeah. giving them shit the entire yeah. time. It's like God. And, and Rhodey's even like, like "Can we not turn this off?" <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. So you sold it now. I would love that they not promote Zoom in the next movie. Yeah. <laughs> I like to keep Skype. You know that thing that already existed before Zoom? <laughs> Zoom fucking sucks. <laughs> Skype sucks. It's Skype all awful. I don't Skype can hear you. <laughs> Skype can suck my dick. Well, that's the end of the podcast, y'all. <laughs> kicking in the fucking door. But yeah, no. Honestly, my ranking is the same for Cap. Um... In retrospect, I was a little let down with Falcon Winter Soldier. I think if... They had not had to compromise as much from the lockdowns and everything else. It would have been a good series. Like, if they had been able to make the series they were originally writing, I think I would have enjoyed it more. Unfortunately, even watching it first time through, even before watching review videos and shit, I had this weird feeling that they were having to make weird edits and weird choices even watching it. 
WandaVision, I didn't get that as much. And plus, again, kind of like, I think, again, just where we kind of differed a little bit, Chris, I do love that cerebral fuck with your mind kind yeah. of thing. And the thing that just had me so latched in with WandaVision, even in the black and white episodes, was like the glitches yeah. and like the jump cuts. And I'm like, oh, they're trying to fuck with us. Ooh, I'm in. Oh, fuck with me, Marvel. I'm down for this. And, that, and then they did that exact same thing at the end of Loki. With the, who are you? Are you an analyst? What what department are you in? Oh, they, they threw us for that fuck you mm-hmm. loop. And I'm like, all right, you had me sold. Fuck yes, I'm in. What's what, next? Uh, what do we that's know the next thing. is coming out of Marvel other than Ten Rings? Oh, have y'all seen the trailer for Ten Rings? It looks badass. Oh, yeah, that looks not. great. Uh, I've, I've seen, it feels like at this point, um, because I also did watch an interview with Kevin Feige. Feige is pushing hard for theaters. It's funny as shit. Oh, yeah, Disney's like, no. Nah. We put a boot in that. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, but Feige himself. Oh, yeah, because he said that hell. about Black Widow. He said, that's a fucking movie theater movie. Uh-huh. He and straight up said, because I was watching a Rotten... Did you watch it? It was the Rotten Tomatoes interview, I think? I saw clips of that. That's what I... Okay, yeah, yeah. So I watched the whole thing on that. And yeah, the entire time he's like, yeah, you you can rent it through uh, Disney Plus on demand. But it is a theater movie. I, I highly recommend folks go out to theaters and really fully experience this. You know, but you, but you can't watch it on Disney Plus. And that's how he was the entire fucking time. If I was time. the interview, I'm like, Kevin, you're going to throw me 20 fucking bucks to go to the movies? Or 30 to rent 30? it on yeah, Disney no Plus? Shit. Yeah, no like, You know what I'm saying? Like, I have to drive to the theater. I have to pay 20 bucks for a fucking coke like, <laughs> it's not even that good <laughs> but yeah so i i'm 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 totally sold on these marvel series and but yeah next one coming up i genuinely don't know it feels like they're kind of pushing the actual movie movies at this point we'll, um, we'll probably get trailers here before too long i think what if might be next yeah and and apparently that's going to be the longest series. I think there's going to be like ten or twelve episodes in that one. I think that'd be a fun one to watch. Oh yeah, because it, I, you know I remember reading the What If comics. Like, mm-hmm. uh, what if uh, it wasn't Bruce Banner out there? It was the girl he liked, mm-hmm. and she became the Hulk. So there's no She Hulk or something like that. Oh, and speaking of the Hulk, uh, I got a pee. Talking about the uh, the Ten Rings um, mm-hmm. uh, trailer, uh, egg. Feige confirmed it, even though it was just really blurry in the trailer. I feel like he's just giving fans like a little bit of, like tidbits here and there, being like, "Ah, oh, fuck it, shit's been shitty for the last year. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give you this theory. I'll confirm it for you." Abomination. Oh, he's gonna, coming back. Yeah, Tim Roth. yeah he, he's going to be in that movie, and they show. I think he's going to be in the cage fight. They show. They show Wong fighting him. Yeah, I think he's going to be in the cage fight episode. Yeah. Uh, because Marvel, the game, Marvel Avengers, the game mm-hmm. brought him back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah. was a cool scene because you get to play as the Hulk and you get to fight him. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, there's a mass exodus from that game. I don't understand why. It's so, People it's are saying a, the campaign just sucked. I love the campaign. It's a good storyline. Yeah. Know, Captain America's on the moon. <laughs> there's no Spider-Man trying to kill you. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, the captain is in the bathroom. We'll kind of freeform this a little bit longer. But, yeah, I, I, I was totally down. I, I enjoy the series. I, I can't wait for season two. They confirmed a season two, and it's going to happen. So. Oh, there's going to be a season two of Loki. There's going to be a season two of Loki. So I, I, I feel like they can kind of keep this going. You know, I, I'd like I'm to see Mandalorian. Like, I'm ready for that to come back. Oh God, yeah. So, I want my space western. Honestly, yeah, I, I couldn't give a shit about them releasing any more movies for Star Wars. Just, just keep Mandalorian going. If they did it like Mandalorian, yeah, I think, it, I think I'd be more excited. I, I don't think they could. Like side story, like Rogue One, a mm-hmm. side story. Yeah, I want to see what happened to the Boffins. <laughs> I, I don't think. 
I don't think they have died to get this from. I want to see them go get coffee and die. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible soldiers. Oh my god! You still haven't seen Han Solo, right? No, I still have not seen Solo. I watched that the other day. It was hilarious. I still know. It's it's the same reason I won't watch Venom. Oh, you can't. You cannot make terrible terrible dialogue. (laughs) Not only that, but you cannot make a proper Venom storyline without Peter Parker. Peter Parker is an integral part of the Venom storyline. You can do Agent Venom. You cannot create an origin story for Venom without Peter Parker. Agent Venom, good Venom, bad Venom, I don't care. Would you, you say Venom is kind of like Joker in that aspect with his relationship with Batman, even though they kind of did with the fucking movie that came out no, a few well, years ago? Well, if, if we're going to jump on a Spider-Man tangent for a second, the part of the reason Venom is such a formidable villain for Spider-Man is the fact that Peter Parker had the symbiote suit first. The symbiote suit is a living being. Thus, it can retain the information mm. that it had with its host. So, for the fact that Eddie Brock was such personal personal villains with Peter Parker that's what drove the symbiote to be attached to Eddie Brock in the first place the symbiote is driven toward hate so the symbiote did not react that strongly to Peter because he is a good person so it was kind of held at bay once it got attached to someone like Eddie Brock with a lot of rage toward this individual person that now fed into it and created the symbiote and made it stronger not only that the symbiote now retains all of Peter Parker's memories, thus has now given it to Eddie Brock. A side thing to that is I because about the symbiote plot with all that. Yes, yeah. and the extra little stick in the nuts for Peter on that is because the symbiote was once part of him, it does not trigger his spider sense. Mm. So he is the only villain that can get the jump on Spider-Man without hitting a spider sense. So the whole beginning arcs of who Venom is as a character before he even goes down his path of redemption is built on hatred and rage towards Spider-Man and Peter Parker. Thus, in my mind, you cannot tell a Venom origin story without Peter Parker. That's like making a cake without eggs. But they did. And that's why I won't watch it. Because <laughs> fuck Sony. I st- <laughs> I'm not in the pocket of big Sony. <laughs> I still say you gotta, I still think you would like Enter the Spider-Verse. I'm sure I will, and I need to. It's just I can't get over them killing Peter within the first fucking 10 minutes. Minutes. But it's you know the Peters. But but yeah, there's exactly no, the Peter. Yeah, because he's done. His storyline is but done. But he shouldn't be. That's my point. We've not gotten a storyline with Peter that's been any good yet. I he mean, shouldn't be done. I mean, he's he's like kill him off, but at the beginning. But you know, it's it's the Spider Verse, so you know that he's like in it later on and shit, right? I don't know spoilers. It's, it's been not really years. him though. It's Peter B. Parker. It's not the same. He's a variant. It's not the same Peter Parker. That Peter Parker is dead. The good, the my Peter Parker is dead. That Peter, and that's one of the reasons why I don't really want to watch it. Is they kill my Peter Parker within the first ten minutes. That Peter B. Parker is fucking hilarious. So yes, he is. I've seen clips of it, and it's just like, and it's, and I'm sure it's a fine movie because you're so passionate about this. I really hope in the next Spider-Man movie. The end credit scene is just Topher Grace walking in with the Venom suit. <laughs> because you want it right. so fucking bad. That- I don't want that. I don't no, want Topher no, Grace. No. This is the this is the meet in the middle. This is the fucking <laughs> accord with Alex and Marvel and Sony. Fine, this motherfucker wants it so goddamn badly. <laughs> we'll give it back to him with Topher 
fucking grace. Here's your venom. I don't want that one. <laughs> I'm fine with Tom Hardy. He's fine as an Eddie Brock. It's just to me, you can't tell a good venom story without Peter Parker. It's just it's it's not there. It it, get, it makes the it gives no true motive to that villain that I'm interested in. And because that's the reason I like even Spider-Man to start with. It's a very humanized story. You know, it's one of the more human heroes out there. And, and that's what makes Venom such a fun villain for him. It's just, it's it's the one villain that can get under his skin. It's the one that can truly get the jump on him. Kind of like you can't make a Stanley Kubrick movie without mentally abusing the female lead. <laughs> All right, there we go. There, there's your Paul little poke there. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> this, this episode will happen with Paul Rhodes at some point. Trust me, you know what, it will happen. Because I have all of them, every one of all them. All the terrible movies, especially the one about rape and milk. <laughs> On this episode of the Couch Potatoes, I've been Alex. This has been Cap. And Chris, do you have any other final thoughts for us? I think Spider-Man could take Loki. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Now look, I, I, no, he's a trickster. He's a trickster, but he's got spider sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he knows it's coming. Right. But I think it's like the Hulk versus Loki. Uh-huh. I think he's going to underestimate the fucking situation horribly and get his ass stomped. <laughs> Actually, when, when Loki went back to that bad memory, I hoped it was the Hulk. <laughs> like every time he's like, who the fuck are you? Boom, 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 boom. Back to the reality. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs>